supercars in Sydney, racing all weekend long, shifting from day into dusk into darkness. Lights on, because in Sydney, we ignite the night. We are go to light up our Sydney sky. You don't want to miss this. Panasonic Air Conditioning Sydney Super Night, 19 to 21 July. Book now at Ticketek. Supercars unforgettable. Australian Muscle Car Magazine is one of the most respected voices in motoring media. There's been over 140 issues and thousands of stories published in the last 22 years. From the amazing muscle car machines of the past to the present and the stars that steered and built them, AMC has something for everyone. Delve into the heritage of homegrown high performance now at musclecarmag.com.au. A Motorsport Podcast Network production. Ah, great to be with you as we take our special look at the Repco Bathurst 1000. It's our annual V8 Sleuth Mount Panorama Classic preview episode. I'm Aaron Noonan. He's Will Dale. Hello, Will Dale. Hello. Great to have you as we take a look at the great race. Uh, we're going to run the ruler over every car, every driver, with some stats and facts and notes and quotes that you need to know. So, people, listen to this podcast because it'll give you all these little odd tidbits that can make you look really smart at a barbecue that could make you really smart at the pub or that might be able to give you a little bit of conversation starter if you're standing on the fence line at the mountain this year. All the things you could possibly want to know and a few things you probably didn't. And you probably start a fight or two with some of them <laughs> as well. Or you might win or a few. You. You, you might win some trivia cops. Yeah. You might very well walk away with a meat tray and you can send the hamburgers and sausages to us. So we're just here. That's our part of what we do. Uh, Repco Bathurst 1000 2021 in December for something new and different. It's a six-day booming Bathurst Fest. Let's dive straight into it. Uh, one of the things that we're looking forward to that we really need to tell you about too, Thursday night of race week, it's our V8 Sleuth open night with Steve Richards, the five-time, 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 five-time Bathurst <laughs> 1000 winner. Jack Perkins is with us as well, who uh, hasn't won at the mountain yet, but I yet. reckon he's a shot. We will talk about that pretty soon. Uh, we're back at the National Motor Racing Museum Thursday night. It's a motorsport chat night. Tickets are available now through the Eventbrite website, or you go to V8 Sleuth, and there's a link there to get you to those. Uh, we can even put one in the show notes. Yeah, to yeah, make we it can really put it in the easy. show notes too. Click the link, and away you go. Book your tickets. We're limited to just 120 guests. We're over two thirds subscribed on tickets at the moment, so don't miss out. They're great talk nights. There's a free gift, a free mm. book gift, um, as part of your ticket price for that one too. So don't miss out. Come along. They're a great night. Plenty of chat. Plenty of fun in among the perfect environment with a amazing group of cars surrounding us while we sit there in one of the halls of the museum and tell amazing stories about all things Mount Panorama. Big talking points, Will, going to Bathurst this year. Championships mm -hmm. done and dusted. But before we get into that, the fact that we're going in December. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's weird. It's real weird. I always talk about Bathurst being Christmas for car racing fans. Mm -hmm. It nearly is. It literally <laughs> is this year. Are we expecting to see drivers peeled out of cars and avoiding a triple stint home in the final stint. Look, when you look at what the average temperature is for the first weekend of December at Bathurst, it's not it's not like it's 35, 40 degrees. It is going to be hotter, a hotter great race than normal. So we're talking 12-hour sort of February spec? I think so, yeah. But of course it's it's Bathurst in it's Bathurst in race week. It can turn on it could, it could probably let's be honest, it could probably snow up there. <laughs> 
next week. Is it? <laughs> Let's rule nothing out, given the the um, biblical conditions that hit Challenge Bathurst a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they got it all there, didn't they? It's, yeah. it's that time of year. I think there's been uh, 1,000s over the year where the following weekend or the weekend before, I've seen images of snow and, mm. you know, well, hail. It snowed on shootout day uh, on the Wednesday in, well, not recent years, but within the past 20, 30 years. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, coming from Ballarat, I feel like I, when I go to Bathurst, I feel like I'm kind of home, not just because there's this awesome racetrack, not just because it starts with B and ends with T, but the weather is just as fickle. It's a similar sort of <laughs> size place. Uh, I sort of feel like I'm back in Ballarat when I go to Bathurst. But You really have to think about your um, clothing choices when you leave the house of a morning, whether you're going set up for the cool in the morning or whether you've got the shorts on for the late afternoon. And, and this, is, this is exactly why I don't fly to Bathurst. I love the road <laughs> trip. I like driving because I like to have a big bag packed with anything and everything, from shorts to jeans to T-shirts to jumpers to jackets. You're probably going to need them all, and it's mm. way easier to throw them in the boot of the car true. than it is to pay the excess luggage to drag them on a plane uh, somewhere along the line. Um, speaking of which, too, road trips to Bathurst are the one of the special parts of the mountain every year. We missed doing it last year because we didn't get to go to the event. Uh, this year, though, we're going. We'll be there all guns blazing. But the other thing is, uh, if you're driving, our mates at Repco have got a Spotify playlist running. So <laughs> get on Spotify. I mean, I'm not copying a, a dollar for this plug, by the way, but the reason why we're plugging it is because you get to listen to us. So, Well, when you say us. Well, me. You. But you, yes. wrote, you wrote it, you recorded it, you edited it, I voiced it. You know, yeah. it's a team team thing here at yeah. Sloan. So part of the playlist in Among the Music, so you pick where you're starting from, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, wherever you're driving to Bathurst. Well, maybe not Brisbane. You can. Well, you but, can. You just yeah. won't get back anytime yeah. quickly. Uh, it, it's got the length of the drive pretty much determined in the playlist. So it's all the music that you need, whether you're rock or pop or whatever you're into. Genre, into- genres for everyone. Yeah, yeah, a bit of everything. But what everyone gets, no matter whether you're in a rock pop or whatever, you get a, you get a bunch of Bathurstness. You get uh, a bunch of fast facts from me. You get a bunch of info that we've fired through and some classic commentary that mm. we've dug from the Supercars Vault as well. So. Uh, Repco Spotify playlist. Jump on Spotify, download it, get yourself sorted for your road trip uh, to the mountain. Another factor, Will, mm-hmm. match practice, co-drivers. They've had more this year than they got last year. Well, Luke Yulden certainly has. <laughs> <laughs> is is this significantly more that's going to show in the race on Sunday come December the 5th? Well, it swings and roundabouts because there are some drivers that haven't had as much racing as they otherwise would have. Garth Tander's probably a good example, who would have been in GT cars, would have been in TCR cars during the year, and has done a triple eight ride day and then the co-driver session, and that's really been it before he heads to Bathurst. Um, probably the other thing with Bathurst this year is that the co-drivers have arguably better seat time than the main game drivers who have lost a practice session compared to normal. But they've just come off four straight weekends of racing. It's so true. It's true. I don't think they've got a leg to stand on for that one. <laughs> Um, one of the actually one of the drivers that heads to Bathurst with probably a very interesting bit of seat time is David Wall, who wasn't originally meant to be heading to the <laughs> Bathurst 1000, but he was up at Challenge Bathurst a few weeks ago in all sorts of conditions, and um, his brain ought to be up to speed with driving fast cars around there, probably better than anyone else yet. We'll talk about who he's driving with and how that's all come to be, and run our ruler over the full list of the drivers and the combinations of who's doing what and where, why and how. It's an interesting one too because you've got some of these guys who've missed out on miles that they would have done in terms of other racing categories that have been parked up. So TCR's been on mm. uh, an enforced holiday. Um, you know, some guys who have been doing other categories, like Carrera Cup's been heavily affected, of course, as it was last year because mm. it basically got stopped after Albert Park and the Carrera Cup guys like Dale Wood springs to mind, 
who, you know, any racing that they would have got in has been kind of kiboshed. And Lowndes as well is another one who, you know, springs to mind. He's going to do some career cup after Bathurst, but that doesn't help him get ready for for the big 1,000K race. What we do know, there's so many questions coming into a Bathurst 1,000, but the one that's answered is the championship. It's all done. Shane Van Gisbergen is going to win his second championship. We'll call him the champ elect for now until he gets his hands officially on the trophy. Got to watch out for those 300-plus point penalties. Yeah. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) You never know. Mathematically possible. Uh, But uh, now that that's out of the way, I read it on socials a lot from people saying, oh, great, they shouldn't make it part of the championship because it means everyone's going to have a red-hot go. We'll get a proper race. I reckon we get a proper race every year. The fact that it's part of the championship is not part of the psyche. It's been there for, what, 22-odd years? It's the 23rd year that the race has been a part of the championship. I just don't buy it that people change their approach to Bathurst any differently when they've got a championship on the line. They're all going to win the race because, let's face it, everyone remembers who wins that race. Everyone will remember who wins Bathurst this year than who won a pile of races at Sydney Motorsport Park. True, unless you lose the championship at Bathurst and then your team reminds you for the next 12 months that you cost everyone in that organisation a championship win. But if your team did that, it would be a pretty terrible team. Well, that's, that's not good form. I can't see too many teams doing that. Unlikely. And this is probably not a good example, as you say, because Shane's locked up the championship. But if he was carrying a 10-point margin over a driver from a rival team, you can bet that even if he wasn't thinking about the championship, someone would be reminding him to think about the championship and not do anything silly. Yeah, but I just don't think it makes people drive a second lap or half a second lap slower. No, but it would affect your decision-making. Potentially, if you got and in a certain it situation. It got, it's yeah. got to get to a certain situation point of a day of the weekend before mm. that comes in apart. But, but suffice to, to say, no one's going to be worrying about who's finishing we, second in the championship, not really. apart from maybe Jamie Wincombe. Well, no, I think Will Davison would like to finish second. It would be mm. better than third. And then I'm not sure what all the driver situations are with contract bonuses, but there's probably some <laughs> guys who, if you finish second, it's better than third, and third is better than fourth, and fourth is better than fifth, and all those sorts of things down the line. Well, the moment there's four guys, I think four guys who can potentially finish in the top three. Mathematically Mathematically possible. possible. I believe the term is, Will. There are are four different drivers who mathematically could finish in the top three in third place in the championship, depending on what unfolds at Bathurst. It's currently Will Davison in third place. Behind him, Chaz Mostert, who was on the podium here last year. Behind him, Cameron Waters, also on the podium here and on pole position here Mm -hmm. last year. Which which has been severely underrated. Mm. Faster supercar qualifying pole lap in history, mm. but because it was done in the COVID year with no crowd, it's kind of forgotten. It's not going to be celebrated as much as some of those other pole laps, sadly. That cam remembers. Mega lap, mega yeah. lap. Um, and beh- at the tail end of the group is Anton Di Pasquale, who was on pole at Bathurst in February. And has been catching up in the last four or five rounds and certainly got his uh, a bit of wind. I was going to say wind beneath his wings, but that sounds mm. a bit sort of- I'd go with Bet wind Midler, beneath his yes. sails. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a bit bad, but that's okay. Uh, championships decided. The minors are going to be decided, but that's not going to affect how those guys all roll out. They're going to want to win uh, the big one, and they're probably the the cars to pick that are going to contend for the win. There might be one or two others that on their day could pop up there, but we'll uh, pick our numbers a little bit later on. One thing that was of interest to me, so the field this year is 25 cars, 24 mm. regulars plus the one wild card. We lost the other wild card of Greg Murphy or Richie Stanaway because of well, they could get here, but they just couldn't get back easily. Yes. Um, so it leaves Russell Ingle and Brock Feeney in the super cheap car as the only wild card entrant. So 
25, so they'll get a boom by themselves. Oh, no one's yes. pointed that one out yet. They'll so, get a boom by themselves, and they'll also have the same crew doing the entire mm, stop. Which is perfect. No composite crew is, is the case with the shared boom situation. So that's why I think there's a little angle that people haven't probably thought about talking about yet. Uh, you, you get a, a double stack situation at Bathurst, and then you know maybe the if you know if you're running twenty second and you're in that car, you might be rolling out tenth, you mm. know, with thirty laps to go. Yeah. <laughs> so suddenly you're you're well in the gun. Best wild card finish, by the way, is by Triple Eight, the Xbox car, Andy Prio, Matthias Ekstrom, back in twenty thirteen. So at the start of the car era that we're in now, that we're going to finish pretty soon. The um the Ludo special that car. It was very fast in the streets. Very very fast in the very straight slippery, line. Very slippery. Very slippery. Legally fast in a straight line. Oh, I'm not saying it was illegal. I'm just saying no. It was very a lot fast of people question it, but no, <laughs> it was yeah. Yeah, there was, there was plenty going on there. Um, field of twenty five, twelve combinations have a more experienced co-driver in terms of supercar championship round starts than main game driver. So it's pretty much half the field. So it's probably showing you that the level of co-driver has gone up in the last few years because more of these full-time blokes are falling out of a ride but ending up in the co-driver chair. So it's a pretty good driver lineup on the whole. I don't think there's anyone who has missed out this year that would mm. radically change the composition of the field. I think that's fair. And with the young guys who are all going stepping into, into full-time seats, you do want an experienced hand alongside them at Bathurst anyway because- Years of experience on the table to just keep their heads straight, and it's a because it's a big week. Like it's a big time for a driver, regardless of whether you're going there fully expecting to be in the fight for the win. It, yeah, it helps to have that experience on on a young kid's side. Can't hurt, definitely can't hurt. And we'll talk about some of those combinations and mm. who's doing what, where, why, and how. What are you looking forward to the most? Let's just step aside from supercars for two seconds. There's so many categories, and the list is so long it's blowing my computer up. But uh, I tell you what I'm looking. Can I give you mine? Of course. What I'm looking forward Could to. Could I stop you? No, probably not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> particularly <laughs> since watching the Sydney Motorsport Park round, mm. Trans Am. Yes, this agreed. category is kicking goals. It's making the right noise. It's at the right cost. It's got a nice blend of known drivers, emerging drivers. Call them gentlemen drivers as well. Mm. The cars look cool. They slide. They've got attitude. Around Bathurst, they're going to be quick. They'll, I think, at Easter they were doing tens. They they might get a little bit under that yeah. uh, for for their second go at it. Come this year, depends on on the weather. I, you know, I want, I can't wait to see S five thousand. I'm looking forward to seeing some TCR again. But for me, Trans Am is the category that is the um, the category that's going places in the next couple of years without doubt. That's fair. I watched them trackside for the first time at Phillip Island Shannon's Nationals round earlier this year, and they're they're a great spectacle. They sound good. They look good. They're fun to watch. Mm. They they move around on the track. There's a, there's a lot to like there. Lot to like. Lot to like. S five thousand. Yeah, um, that'll be good to listen to. That's what I'm. That's what I'm personally looking forward to most. Big capacity, high speed open wheelers back on Mount Panorama, and I'm just curious to see how all this works out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that's of interest and of note. We'll have, by the way, uh, a massive website coverage at Bathurst this year. You'll be there. Stephen Bartholomeus will be there. I'll be there. We'll have a big team there uh, on hand. And we also want to welcome Ford, who are joining us as our presenting partner for our coverage of this year's Repco Bathurst 1000 with the new Ranger being uh, launched uh, this week. So the timing's all very good as we roll on to Bathurst. The Blue Oval is uh, definitely lining up to have a crack at the general who has got the ledger their way. Uh, Holden have got another two chances to add two more Bathurst 1000s to the list before they depart. But Ford's got a chance to uh, to stop them doing that as well. So 
We were up in Ford of Ogden to our uh, event coverage for, for this year's great race at Mount Parama, which, by the way, um, we've got to cover off a couple of these things. It starts on Tuesday. Mm. Uh, support categories rolling through, you know, Super Utes and TCR, Australian GT. There's a, a big range of stuff. Uh, supercars hit the track on Thursday. Yes, uh, as t- is traditional. As is the, the recent tradition. Uh, TV coverage on Fox begins on Wednesday. So Tuesday will be completely without TV coverage. So mm. following the Sleuth website and the news and the stuff that we're going to be producing on socials and our sites, the way to keep a track of that, sneakily in the office on another window, I'm sure, while everybody's doing their work. Uh, and Channel <laughs> 7's coverage begins on Thursday. It'll be a, a four-day coverage for those who tune in on free to wear And, of course, KO will be when Fox is as well. So TV is an important part of the process because we know that not everyone can and does go to the race, but mm. that gives you an idea of where to tune in for uh, Bathurst this year. Yeah. Just to circle back as the um, things that we're looking forward to, you, the mention of Ford reminded me we're going to see the Gen 3 supercars in person for the first time. Yes, they're going to be launched mm. um, over race week or weekend or week. Um, yeah, at we'll, some point we'll see them. Yeah, so we've seen bits, haven't we, in recent yeah. times through supercars Gen 3 video updates with Larco and some of the stories that we've written. Our own Stefan Bartholomew broke the news that the Chevy Camaro had undertaken a secret test at Queensland Raceway. I think Larco actually broke the news it was going to run, but probably didn't mean to. Uh, and then they mm. said that it wasn't going to run, then it did run. Yes. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> looking forward to seeing those things in the flesh at Bathurst. I haven't seen them. I haven't mm. been privy to any behind-the-scenes pickies or anything like that, so I'll be as impressed, excited, slash dismayed, whichever feeling I'm feeling. Uh, when they take the covers off. By all reports, it's not going to be dismayed. Everyone who's Sounds seen them good. I've talked to reckons they look really good. Can't wait. Look forward to it. And we've got a whole year of uh, of them testing them, getting them ready before they roll out for 2023 when it becomes uh, uh, the battle of, of supercars. The things these streets have seen, like legends, half man, half machine, who head up north to go down in history. But here in the Ville, nothing comes for free. Because here, there's no should. These streets reveal what's really under the hood. If these streets could talk, they wouldn't. They'd roar. They've seen the unforgettable, and they just want more. NTI Townsville 500. Book now at Ticketek. Shall we run through the combinations in this year's Great Race, Will Feinster? I reckon so. And and speaking of combinations, the interesting thing is that for this 25-car field, there's only two combinations in terms of driver lineups that are the same same as last year. And they're at the same team. Funny that. Mm. They won last year. Yep. And And the the other other guy crashed last last year. year. (laughs) (laughs) They had uh, each end of the the stick from last year. So, Lowndes and Wink up back together. I think they're up to 46 combined starts or something like that between something them. Something silly, yes. Uh, for, for this year's race. And Tanner Van Gisbergen are the next most experienced Bathurst 1000 combination. So, if you've got a good thing, why change? And, of course, remember in their other car, you've got Ingle, who's got a million starts as well. So, <laughs> yes. they've certainly got plenty of uh, plenty of experience packed at Triple Eight. Uh, let's start. Car 2, Wachachar and Judy United. It's the Middies Commodore with Bryce Forward, who departs that team after Bathurst this year. I really want to talk about his co-driver, though. Warren Luff is a friggin' superstar at Bathurst. <laughs> Absolutely. He has had six podium finishes in his last eight starts. Remember, there's one of those years, 2014, he didn't get to start because mm. of the, the brake problem in the HRT car he shared with Garth Tander that meant it was too badly damaged. He's the guy that you want in your car because have a look at the numbers. So this is since 2012. This mm. is his results. Third, third, non-start. Third, 
DNF when Tanda was in the chase crash with McLaughlin and Wink Up. Yes. Second, second, seventh, third. Seriously, it's not bad, is it? He scored six podiums in eight races. He's equal with McConville and Brad Jones for the most Bathurst 1000 podiums without a win. Now, I know that's not a category you want to be in. You want to be in the winning column of that one and getting out of that column. But when you're a co-driver, and he's been a co-driver since 2012 with Triple Eight and then with Walkinshaws, it's a stunning record. I don't think he gets anywhere near enough attention. It's one thing to look at the stats, and they are very impressive stats, but his his stints and his drives in that period have been very impressive as well. You think back to the opening stint in 2017 in those greasy wet conditions against a lot of main drivers, and he made a lot of main drivers look pretty ordinary. He sliced his way through the field in that Scott Pie car, didn't Mm. he, that helped set up their day and set up the the result that got them second to to Reynolds and Yulden that day. So, I mean, he's a- And clearly he was with Chas Mostert last year, but he's moved across because they had the chance to to sign Lee Holdsworth. And I, Mm. I think that makes real sense. You've got a guy fresh out of the main game who's still racing TCR, to slot in with your best chance, which is Chaz. So mm. with Warren, you've got a nice, safe pair of hands. Great experience to put with um, Bryce Fullwood as they roll on to the mountain. Of course, Bryce has been there now. He's been there a few times. He's done three. Um, yeah. One as the primary driver uh, last year. And Luffy now, he's at 20. <laughs> so uh, Luffy rolls up to Bathurst. He's 45, Fullwood 23. So Nearly double the age. <laughs> Slight but Luffy age doesn't feel old. No. Nah. The, blonde, the blonde tips yeah. do not slow down. The other thing is he's in a car pretty well every day of the year with his various day jobs. Oh, yeah. I always worry about the co-driver cliff, mm. that there's a year with most of these guys that they go full-time, then they're enduro driver part-time, then they stop driving other things, mm. and they're just doing V8s once a year, twice a year. And then you can see him go off the cliff where one year it just gets too much. The, yeah. the level just keeps rising and they can't keep going with it. Yeah. Under that theory and the rules of co-driver law, he's broken them. Yeah, he should have gone off that two or three years, years ago. ago. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's stunning what he's been able to do. Uh, Terry Kerr is obviously the engineer of Car 2 as well. Carl Foe has been doing a bit of that work uh, because Terry's um, been away for family issues in the last some, some couple of rounds. But from our understanding, Terry's back to engineer car two for Bathurst. And, of course, that car has got some significant pedigree. The number two, uh, Walkinshaw slash HRT car over the journey, has got a, a pretty mean history. Car number three, the Tims, mm. Slade and Blanchard, the Cool Drive Mustang. And this is the car that last time it left Bathurst was in bits. But it, it is back for a return. And I tell you what, Tim Slade's understated star of the year. Well, we all remember it leaving Bathurst in bits, but it was very fast before, before it ended up in the fence. Mm-hmm. He was on the front row of the grid for that race and on with a sh- on for the podium um, until it all went wrong. Question is, where do they end up in the race this year? Where are they in the pecking order? I can see Slade in the shootout. No, oh, totally agree. That is a top 10 car. Um, where do they end up in the race, though? I, I worry about Tim Blanchard. He hasn't done many laps. I know he's done a little bit of DVS, but the running time was minimal in Super 2. It's getting harder and harder. He's got a business to run. He's got a team to run. How do you divorce your brain from the team running thing to team driving at the biggest event of the year? Well, we're going to find out. Nick. We're going to find I, I out say, though, I would say to qualify all that, if you look back through his previous starts at Bathurst and who he's been paired with, this is probably his best chance. Yeah, Driving with Reynolds in 11 was a pretty good one, but it was a, he was a rookie. Mm. Um, 
you know, we drove with Todd Kelly in 12. The Kelly cars were nowhere. Yeah. DJR in 13. The DJR cars were back of the field type cars. Perkat in 19's probably been his best yeah. opportunity previously. But and unfortunately, they, they struck power steering problems. We'll get into that with yes. BJR, but mm. I think I think that they're a, a top. T- I mean, Slade's best is fifth, and that was last year sharing with McLaughlin. Remember, yeah. he did a the one off with DJR Team Penske last year. Uh, beyond that, a few seventh places for him over the journey, but you only got to get it right once exactly. to make that result suddenly um, change around. So I can see him in the shootout. Uh, they're gonna have to have a little bit of luck, and don't forget they're a composite crew. Mm. They're um, but they've got good people. Brendan Hogan's been around a long time now. Mercator Rosa's been around. Uh, they've built nicely. Yeah. For, from a zero-point first round, what's Slade in the championship now? 11th or 12th? Yeah. Like he was up to 11th at one point, but he's on the fringe of the 10, a weekend behind everybody. Mm. I mean, that's impressive. That's solid. Absolutely. And they're a composite crew, sure, but they've also, they're a composite crew that's been doing pit stops for the last four weekends. Mm. Including fuel stops last week or at the one, last- One fuel stop one anyway. Fuel stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Blanchard, um, best result 10th. That came with uh, Macaulay Jones back in 2016 with a cool drive Commodore, but mm. with BJR, of course. This is their first year as a standalone team, the Blanchard racing team. Uh, number four, as we mentioned earlier, a bit of a driver change here. Jack Smith stays on board this car. He's the primary. Uh, it was going to be Ash Walsh, the co-driver, but it is now David Wall who- it's going to have to have a bit of uh, supercar ring rust to clean off because the last time he raced one was the Gold Coast 2017 with Rick Kelly in the Nissan Altima factory car. So four years out of the seat. Uh, I think actually, because last year it was Jack Perkins teaming mm. with Jack Smith. So um, Tim Tim, Jack Jack, like we've split uh, you know, too many like-minded names yeah. in these cars for these, this race. What's a good result for, for that car? Top 15? I think so. But think back to last year's race. Jack Smith was having a pretty solid race, given all the disasters that befell oh, yeah. the BJR and then, team, and then, then unfortunately got taken out by another BJR car. Yeah. But a, a clean run, yeah, they'll be on the fringe. Of, they can be on the fringe of the top ten. Jack Smith yet to finish a Bathurst one thousand. Didn't finish in nineteen when Todd Hazelwood had a crash at the top of the hill in the Matt Stone car, and uh, non finished with Jack Perkins last year after that contact that you. Just mentioned David Wall's best was actually the last time he was there, 13th with uh, Rick Kelly. Which was a good result for a Nissan Altima. In the Sengled. Remember that? I Sengled, remember that. I think Altima. Rick still wears the suit when he does drive days. Yeah, I think he does, actually. Uh, and remember that he was with David Wall, that is, with McLaughlin in 16 in the Volvo that was a chance and running at the front before that um, contact with uh, Tanner and Winkup. That They're all, all in that the undone. fence. That's it. Thanks, Scaphy. Um Bit of history in car number five. The truck assist, uh, Tickford Racing Mustang. Uh, Jack LeBrock, his last start with Tickford. He's yep. on the move to Matt Stone next year. Zach Best is the only Bathurst 1000 rookie in the whole field. He's that's it. Crazy. One. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he wasn't even supposed to be there yeah, in the first right. place. <laughs> I did joke with Tim Edwards when um, this was all happening behind the scenes before it was all announced. I said, thank you for saving us from some embarrassing Bathurst 1000 <laughs> statistical history. Uh, embarrassing stuff if we had zero rookies in yeah. the field for the first time ever. I don't know if it's embarrassing, but definitely a statistical oddity. It's not good that it then, it then it's kind of like the people aren't getting opportunities and coming on through the ranks. I mean, there's only 25 cars in the field, so there's 50 seats. So That's I it. get that there's only, you know, it's shrunk in more recent years of how many uh, get a start. But I mean, the smallest prior to this was 11, and one of them won per cat. Mm. And the other blokes? 2011, not, not 2011. a group of 11. Yes, 2011, drivers, yeah. there were three. 
Um, the other two were Tim Blanchard and Cam Waters. Mm. Very young, Cam Waters. Um, Whatever Shad- became of him. Shannon's Showroom Showdown version, Cam yes. Waters. Yes. Hey, what did I say? Shannon's Showroom Showdown. That's like a GTP reference from back in the day. Yes, Shannon's the Supercar Showroom Showdown, showdown yes. is what I was trying to say. Yeah. You know the drill. Uh, Jack LeBron, lead driver, has been lead driver for the last three years at Bathurst, once for Tickford, twice for Techno. Best result, though, is fourth with Cam Waters in 2016, co-driving the Monster Falcon, 14th last year with James Moffat, who actually Moff stood right up there and did mm. a really good job and probably half um, probably contributed to the result a bit more than a co-driver normally does in terms of the, the heavy lifting. Uh, LeBrock and Best, where do we think they fall? Well, LeBrock had form here back in February. He finished sixth in the first race of the year. But he's barely been near it since. True. But his arc in the last it's- couple of rounds has been okay. Exactly. He was one of the stronger Tickford cars at Sydney Motorsport Park series of weekends they'd probably largely want to forget apart from last weekend. Again, it's a car that ha- that should have the pace to be in the top 10, but there's a lot of strong cars out there. Yeah. Seven starts for Jack this year, so he's had six. This is his seventh. Uh, he debuted in 2015 with Erebus, remember, with Ash Walsh mm. in the Merc, and that's the only time he's failed to finish yep. at Bathurst in the 1000. Nearly but got he- on the podium in 2016. Yeah, fourth. Yeah. Fourth. So- Fourth, seventh, fifteenth, seventeenth, fourteenth have been his numbers. So, hmm. um, yeah, I, I can't see big uh, big result for them. Is in wins, podiums, top tens probably a good run yeah. for those. Zach Best deserves his opportunity, by the way, because he's done good things in Super Three, mm-hmm. and he's been fast in Super Two against good yardsticks. Yes, Feeney is a good yardstick in a Triple Eight car, hmm. so he deserves his shot. I would have been disappointed if they'd recycled, you know, someone off the bench kind of thing when yeah. Prema isn't coming. So I think that's a good thing. There'll be plenty of people up Benalla Way, pretty pumped for, for young Zach because he's ah, up yes. from Winton Way. Yeah. So uh, plenty of people up that way. Uh, we just mentioned this guy on this number, so let's look at it. Car 6, the Monster Energy Mustang. It's Cam Waters and James Moffat. I reckon Cameron smells. That's No one ever wants to drive with him twice two years in a row at Bathurst. <laughs> Previous co-drivers from the start, Denya, Dixon, Perkins, Mostert, LeBrock, Stanaway, Russell, Caruso, Davison, Moffat. Right, Every year, people. different co-driver. What's wrong with this bike? I mean, I to know fair, the haircut that- <laughs> is really shit, but seriously, it's not that bad. To be fair, that year with Mossad, he didn't end up getting to race the car, so. True, but still counts for what I'm trying to point out here. It's true. Nine, I've got, I've got nothing starts. I can say to that. I have no no um opinions or thoughts otherwise on Cam- Cameron's odour. Well, have you got some thoughts about his chances in this year's race, maybe? This is a car, this is a car that can win the race. Is this in your top five cars to Absolutely. beat? Absolutely. Yeah, same. It was fast at Mount Panorama in February. It's Panorama the only car for me. Yeah. Um, of course, Tickford as an organisation didn't have the best runs at Sydney Motorsport Park, but that's a circuit that they've been traditionally weak at in mm. recent years. Bathurst is not a circuit they've no, been weak at. They've been traditionally solid. Yeah. Fast. And it's funny, too, because we've done four rounds in a row at Sydney, it's changed our brains. Mm. on who's got form and who's going well. Mm. But it's so easy to be warped in that because of, you know, we could sit there and say that Anton's going to be a world beater, but he's not going to be racing at City Motorsport Park for Bathurst. No. So it's almost a little bit of a false reading who's on it, who's not on it, because I think we'll have our brain reset back to sort of June, July by some of the stuff that rolls out in the first few sessions. And that's Bathurst it. This year. If someone- if. There are probably a couple of teams that rolled out with very strong setups in that first weekend at Sydney Motorsport Park, and we'll get to a few of those cars soon. If you're strong that first weekend, made for a lot less work you had to do to be competitive in the weekend after, in the weekend after, in the weekend after. Yep. Set it all up, didn't it? Cam Waters' best result second last year with Will Davison, also in the the monster car. 
pole sitter last year with a stunning 203.5 second lap. I can't wait to see what the shootout generates in terms of this time of year, mm. what potential weather we might get. It might be a bit warmer than we normally would get Saturday Yeah, it's going to be sunnier. Yeah, and of course, daylight savings has moved on. So a lot of the times when we go to Bathurst, we do the, the clock winding at Bathurst. Which is terrible, let me tell you. Which is to so lose an hour on fraught, race morning is awful. the disaster of accidentally getting there early or sleeping in or getting it wrong whichever way. Yeah. But that's going to extend that window of time of of light and of warmth mm. at 5 o'clock Saturday afternoon when the shootout rolls out. And for that late stage of the race on Sunday that feels late, and but it won't look as late yes. as, as what it otherwise is. So um, that's of note. Uh, James Moffat is his co-driver, and Moff's become a really good pair of hands as an enduro driver. Racing TCR, did a bit of Trans Am in Sydney. Did very um, well in Trans Am yeah, in Sydney. Yeah, totally. Got, got a victory there. He's got his eye in. And I think the other thing is, Will, I'd love to hear your point on this. He's at a good place in the happiness curve of motor racing life. Yeah. He went through the full-time thing, bitter a bit at the end that it ended, how it ended and when it ended, which a lot of drivers are. Then accepted his position, doing stuff with GRM. He's got two kids. He's got a life busy, so that's keeping him busy as well. Mm. Then he could come and do his thing for Tickford, and he's in the primary car. So that says to me, Tickford, go, James Moffat, safe pair of hands. We want him in with Cam Waters, who's pretty much their their best shot. And his record's solid. I mean, the results haven't been um, on the result sheet stunning. I mean, 14th last year with LeBrock. LeBrock had some health issues there, I think, didn't he, that he had to get yeah, Moff had to car, get back in. And Moff had to jump back in. 15th with Mostert in 19 after the clash with yes. the monster car. So that could have been and should have been more. Fourth with Mostert in 18. Um, you know, so the, the, and remember the runner up in 2014 with Taz Douglas that we spoke about on our V8 Sleuth podcast episode with him earlier in the year. I really like this combination. I think it's got the right mix of a guy not trying to audition for a code, uh, for a main game drive. Uh, plenty of experience between the both of them. Waters now lining up for his ninth race. In the 1,000, Moff for his 12th. It's right in the hitting zone. There's a lot to like. There's not anything to dislike here. Like you said, the fact that, like, Tickford knows this is their strongest car, their strongest chance of winning this race, and they put Moffat in, that speaks volumes. Says it all, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Uh, They're in my five cars to beat. Are they in yours? Yep. Yep, easy. All right, we've got four spots left. So uh, are there any cars that we've mentioned already that we haven't put in our top five cars to beat? No. Not for me. Okay. All clear. Not top five. Okay, I can only have five. I'm not letting <laughs> you have six or seven. Come on now. Uh, five A. Yes. Five, five <laughs> A. Right. Oh, steady on. Uh, Tickford have a great history with poles mm. at Bathurst as FPR, as PRA, as Tickford Racing. Uh, I don't think any team's got as many poles in Bathurst history with as many different banners that they've <laughs> raced under over the True. journey. Of course, remember, t- the team has won the race twice as FPR, 13, 14 with Frosty and Richo. Neither and, time from pole, it must Moffat be said. And Morris, correct. Yes. That's right. So, for all those poles, all those times that Frosty had them, Will Davison got one, mm. Reynolds had one in the bottle of car in the wedding 15, stuff pole Tickford, just go for, go for a second. You know, Waters last year got close, start didn't off help. La- start just from start 25th. That worked well, for car six in 2014. It did. We get asked all the time uh, about pole sitting wins of cars that started from pole. No one's won from pole since- Officially, 2009. <laughs> giant asterisk on this one, and it's 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 well, yeah. fun to try and explain. 2019, McLaughlin and Prima physically started from P1. They won the race in the aftermath. No matter which team you're on or whatever, the facts are that the car was excluded from the shootout and from qualifying. 
So according to the record book, it scrubbed. It doesn't score the pole position. Chaz Mostert does. I believe he got the money in the check for it as well, by the way. Um, so under the, you know, McLaughlin and Prebber won the race from pole position on the day, on the mm. road. When you look at the photos of the start, they're yeah, there. They're there. They're definitely but, there. But in the way that the record books are recorded to act, I mean, you can't keep a car in there that was penalised. You, yeah. you can't. So, but you also uh, then can't physically remove it from the events that occurred. Can't scrub the tape. Yeah. So 2009 is the time before that, which was Will Davison and Garth Tander. Garth did the pole lap uh, and had set pole two years in a row because he got it in 08 as well. Um, we'll get on to Mr. Tander a little bit later on in our Car by Car. This is our Repco Bathurst 1000 preview episode. Um, a quick one too. I know this is uh, you would echo these sentiments, Will, mm. and if you don't, then don't echo them. Echo another one. That I want to thank all of our listeners, so uh, our podcast listeners, our, the people who read our website, you help get this podcast in the top 100 Australian-made podcast in the podcast ranker for October, which for a little podcast like ours that is independently produced, we're not part of a big publishing empire, although we're trying to build one here, <laughs> but we're not part of a bigger, broader organisation, so we have great support from the industry and from a bunch of, of key partners, and Repco's one of those as well. Uh, but the National Motor Racing Museum, um, the motorsporttrader.com, uh, thank you everyone for listening and downloading every week and getting involved with, with what we do because without listeners, we are pretty much stuffed. It's true. We'd just be talking to each other and that would be it. It'd be nice. It'd be interesting <laughs> chat, but <laughs> no one the would day be pass, listening. But yeah. No one would be listening. No, it's fantastic. It was a really lovely thing to open the ranking email and see we're in the top 100. We, it was we, really good. We did squeeze in. We were 99. <laughs> But Still in the hundred. We're on the list. Yeah. I'd rather be 99 than 101. Yeah. So that gives us something to aim for. So I guess we should also tell our listeners that uh, for Bathurst Race Week, we'll be doing some more podcast stuff. So mm. some daily updates on what's happened during the course of the day and what we're looking forward to the next day. So keep your notifications flowing because if you don't subscribe to our pod, you don't get the notification through your, your Apple Podcasts or your Spotify or wherever you listen to know that there's something else coming. So keep your eyes peeled. Uh, for Bathurst Race Week for some more podcasts from us. We've got a special guest for the week after we come back from Bathurst, Jim Richards, mm. which is pretty cool. So going to be sitting down with him very soon to have a chat about all sorts of stuff because there's literally all sorts of stuff to talk about with Jim. Number seven is the next car we're looking at. It is the Ned Whiskey Kelly Grove Racing Mustang. Andre Heimgartner and Earl ba I mean, no, Matthew Campbell. Um, <laughs> yeah. A bit of a change for that one along yeah, the it's journey. Uh, this is a car and a team that's having an end of an era. This is the yeah. last one for it uh, to be a Kelly uh, car since 2009. Of course, Todd's going to step away, sell his share of what's left of the team to the Groves. He'll remain in the background in a kind of hands-on um, technical creation sense at the workshop. But by all intents and purposes, this will be Stephen and Brenton Groves' baby from next year onwards. The question is, car seven, is it a factor in the race this year beyond where it's kind of been running throughout the course of the rest of the year? Well, let's be honest. The, if it rains, then this car comes into consideration. What is it about Kelly cars and rain? I don't know, right? Seriously, they, they it's do the only it. thing that they genuinely consistently hook up in. Yeah. Um, of course, Andre got his maiden Supercars Championship race win in wet conditions at the Bend earlier this year. Yep. Also his maiden championship pole um, and was on it. At Sydney Motorsport Park. I got a pole at Sydney last year. Did oh, I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take that back. He's two times. He's two times yes. pole man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was dry in Sydney. I tell you what, though, I've got to tell you that this year and last year, because of the way of the world and what's been going on and not being at the tracks, and they all blend and merge as one. I have a real difficulty deciphering between and all the double rounds. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And now quadruple rounds at Sydney. 
Yeah. I think I've got an ice cream headache and need to lie down just from that. <laughs> i got to make a correction from something I said earlier that I said um, Anton Di Pasquale was on pole for one of the um, February Mount Panorama 500 races. He wasn't. He was on provisional pole and then um, uh, lost yes. down the shootout. Cam had one of the poles, I think Van Gisbergen Correct, had the yes. other. That's right. That's right. Uh, Andre Heimgartner, let's have a, a closer look at Andre. Debuted in 2014, Super Bait Wildcard. They finished 11th here mm. at Pedersen and probably should have been a couple high, but I think they pitted really late. But over the journey, his best is a ninth when he drove with Tim Slade in the Freightliner car. Remember that was the one it wasn't where meant to be he in was that the late car. last minute call up because Ash Walsh, we, we didn't at the time know why Ash Walsh had been injured. Mm. We heard it was a testing crash, but we didn't know what it was in. Have you ever caught up with that? It w- Was it the Brabham? It was in the Brabham BT62. Yeah. And I'm going to make a little aside here. I actually finally got to watch the Brabham documentary. I think it's on Stan. Mm. And there's a clip of the vision from on board the car of Walsh's shunt at Phillip really? Island. It's friggin' nuts. Like, it is wild. He's a lucky boy. And how he even practiced at Bathurst that year to try to Ooh, drive, yeah. it's violent. It's yeah. full on. It's really nasty. Um. It's a flash. It, it's I had to scroll back, rewind. Hang on a minute. Is that what I thought? Mm. Holy crap. Yeah, it is. So um, that was the year two that Tim Slade was cooked. Yeah. And he was not making much sense in the car driving around there at the end. So that's Andre's best result ninth. Last year, he was 11th with Dylan O'Keefe, who was a bit of a last-minute signing, remember, too. They were the, that was I think that was the last enduro seat going nearly last year. Yeah, and he had the- to fly in from wasn't he racing in Belgium or somewhere, Dylan? Had to come back and find him. Oh, I did some TCR, but that was another part of the year. But, yeah, yeah it was all a bit last minute of who was going to end up uh, wearing that car. Uh, Matty Campbell, I mean, he's got so bigger and better since he was last in a supercar. He was yeah. fifth in 2017 in the wet with Shane Gisbergen in the Red Bull car. He walks, talks, sounds, looks like a pro race driver. He drove like one the whole time, yeah. but now he looks and sounds the part. He is going to do the exquisite pro racing driver job who's used to jumping in different cars, different teams, different tracks, different weekends in different corners of the globe. I'm not worried about him one little bit. No, nah, he'll be fast. He's a safe pair of hands. And um, But the question is just how fast this car will be because the Kelly Grove cars have been very hit and miss this year. Uh, Kelly cars at Bathurst have been missed more often than hit. Nissan era, that's a well, whole other That's factor, a different story, yeah. They just could not strike a punch up there. Uh, last year, um, Heimgartner and O'Keefe finished 11th, Andre qualified 14th. They haven't had the pace to threaten the shootout, and mm. that's the bit that if you can't threaten that over the course of the weekend. I mean, there's other times when other cars have started 15th, 16th, 14th and end up winning, finish on the podium. But they're all, it was unlucky out of qualifying. Position. They're out yeah. of position where their real true pace kind of was. And I mean, even the other car, I think Rick Kelly's car last year, with uh, Wood, they had issues with that and finished 17th. So. Mm. They just never landed a blow last year. We were coming off the back of that massive road trip that all the Victorian teams had been on. Shoes on the other foot this year mm. because you've got Queensland teams who are now not going for as long a period, but they've had a fair bit of racing in the four weeks, four and four, yes. and they can't go home. Mm. So the shoes come back around the other way a little bit this year for Bathurst Prep because the Vic teams and Brad Jones Racing um, go back to the workshop, which is ma- massive help, massive well- help. Well, the other thing is, factor in 12 months ago, that this team was going to Bathurst for the first time with Ford Mustangs, and they hadn't really been at home to do any development or any work whatsoever. So, with 12, like you look back to the results in February, and Andre made a shootout and finished ninth at the, um, on the Sunday at, Ma- at the Mount Panorama 500. So, it's possible, but 
Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't put your house on it. I wouldn't be putting a, a roof for a tile or yeah blade of grass. It, look, it'd be worth a flutter because you would end up with a nice result out of it because the odds mm. would be pretty significant. But um, Andre's never been in the shootout at Bathurst before. His best results twelfth in the Super Black Car in twenty fifteen in terms of qualifying. So um, I wouldn't count them out completely as no. they're going to be in the twenties, but I don't see them being a, a top ten shootout threatening car or team, but I can see Matty Campbell doing a, a nice job for them. Number eight, this one gives me a really interesting debate to have with you. Mm-hmm. Nick Perkett yes. is leaving Brad Jones Racing. Yes. Would it be the most bittersweet Bathurst win if Bradley Jones finally gets the Bathurst <laughs> win his team craves and that he defines his motor racing career by with the driver that has, in essence, pulled a 180 and walked away? Uh, if Brad can win Bathurst, I don't think he's going to care. Do you think he'll talk to Nick? Won't have to after that. Yeah, exactly. He'll have the trophy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, to be honest, I think Brad Jones would just be would just take the win. It's an interesting one because form's good. Sydney Motorsport Park form's good. Yeah. Percat speed's good. Their Bathurst history in the last three or four years is a struggle. There's been nothing fundamentally putting putting. February's Mount Panorama 500 aside, where they had a litany of all sorts of technical issues that really hampered their weekend. There's nothing been fundamentally wrong with the speed of car eight at Bathurst. It's always just mechanical issues. And it's in particular power steering racks that have brought this car undone year after year after year. Yeah, Nick qualified the shootout the last three years in a row. He got mm. excluded last year. I can't remember why. I was sitting on the couch watching at home rather than being there. Thing. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Uh, either way, he started 10th and they finished yeah. 18th. He and Tommy Randall had to pull the big bus wheel out again and drag that thing around. So it's Nick Perkett uh, in, in car eight, the R&J Batteries Commodore. Dale Wood is his co-driver for this year's race. Of course, Porsche Carrera Cup front runner, former main game driver for BJR. Hmm. Um, he's coming back to BJR because he drove Enduros for them in 18 with Tim Blanchard. He drove with Macca Jones for a few years before that and with Chris Pither and he was there himself um, as a full-timer, uh, 2008 was Dale Wood's debut in the second Tasman oh, car. Wow. So he's been around a long time. He hasn't missed one since. You remember 2014, he was third fastest after Friday qualifying. And put in the shootout yeah. and got wiped out by a team car. I think he did Closing under safety car. Yeah. Did he get wiped? Was it the BOC car that hit him or the Either other way? Either way, it wasn't good. Either way, it was BJR yeah. and BJR and it, it didn't work out. Well, of course, Nick Perkett, well-remembered, 10 years this year. That he scored a debut win in the race with Garth Tander for the Holden Racing Team. Um, has been on the podium a couple of times since then with Ollie Gavin in 2014 for Walkinshaws and with Cam McConville for Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport in 2016. So he's found the podium there in other ways, not mm. just being there with with HRT, but his um, BJR time D- DNF in 2017 was in the lead pack late in the race that year. Yeah. Seventh with Macca Jones in 18th, 14th with Timmy Blanchard in 19th, and 18th last year with Tom Randall. So the results have drifted out over the last few years. He's not in my five cars, that car. I'm feeling the urge to put him sixth or seventh. Sixth or seventh? Yeah, yeah. I'd expect Perkett in the shootout again. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. And in terms of potential wildcard race winners outside of that main group, no, totally. And again, it's a bit like Tickford. It's the BJR car. Yeah. Um, We're not saying this with any disrespect to the other drivers or crews or the other teams in that lineup, but the form line pretty much uh, yeah. says it all. Uh, but for Nick Perkett, I mean, he's no longer the young up-and-comer. I mean, 11th start this year in the race. 
Dale Woods um, up for 14th start. So another one of those combos where the co-driver's got more. But this is going to be kind of the – this is the breaking up of the band at BJR. Yeah. Percat leaving after a few years there. Andrew Edwards leaving after a lot of years there. Mm. Um, so it'll be a very different looking team behind the scenes and in terms of the the driver lineup and the engineering lineup. And it's been a bit of change there over the journey in the last few years. You know, Kim Jones stepping out, Wally Story gone. So it's a, a bit of a generational change for, for BJR. But I reckon that would be a – it's an interesting one. I think the BJR angle would be a popular win. Oh, Percat's a bit so. divisive. I think there's a lot of fans who have grown to like him over the years. Mm. I think he got a lot of love for his call after the Sydney, the, the non-race, yes. um, race 30 of the championship in, in the rain. And he's probably the only one that came out as hard with his with his commentary after it of, of what he thought of it all. But um, I reckon, yeah. I think it would still be a popular win. I think it would still. Um, I think the other thing is we kind of always say, I say this one, I don't know if you agree. Big teams win Bathurst. There's very rare exceptions to the rule. Techno got up a couple of years back. Gary Rogers, motorsport yep, back in the day. 21 years ago. But yeah. they were fighting for the championship, so yeah. it's not like they were a minnow or anything. No. But a BJR win would be against the grain of, of big teams winning the big races because it's the teams with the resources. It's the teams that can sign the best co-drivers. It's the teams yep. that are not compromised in any area compared to the, the other teams. But you just need that little bit of luck, and I reckon you'd be right, you you might have to take the Kleenexes down to Bradley because the tears would flow <laughs> yes. if one of his cars gets up and wins, and I think it would be a, a great result overall. The next car in the numeric lineup is one that really interests me, mm. and it interests me more than it did four months ago. It interested me then. It triple interests me now. Car number nine, Will Brown, Jack Perkins. A lot of people thought, Jack Perkins going to Erebus. Hmm, bit strange. Tell you what. Doesn't look strange now. No, he definitely looks like Nostradamus based on <laughs> going Nost- into Nostra the night. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is one of those cars that we were just talking about the whole Sydney Motorsport Park has it really distorted the form guide. And of course, this car with Will Brown in it has been on fire for the past four race weekends in the best possible way. Are you sure we can't have the Sydney Motorsport Park 1000? Because we I reckon most definitely he, cannot. He would be up for that. No, he probably would be, but no, we won't be doing that. Um, You've got to wonder how much of that is genuine learning over the course of the year and what whether they've unlocked something in the car that will also translate to Bathurst and make them fast there. Plus, Will now has, well, he'll arrive at Bathurst with basically a full season of main game competition under his belt, which he did not have in February in the, at the Mount Panorama 500. You'd think this is potentially a top 10 car, potentially a podium car if everything goes well. I, I can't help but put him in my seventh or eighth pack. Yeah. Because although Erebus, their, their win in 17 is the one that's the standout result, their cars have been fast. Mm. Anton Di Pasquale qualified in the shootout every year. Yep. And even when he was a rookie in 2018. Well, in 18, they had the fastest cars there. Well, they and had two was, cars in the top three. Yeah. And then <laughs> then it unfortunately all went wrong on the opening lap when Anton's door came oh, open coming right. through the chase. Was too. Was too. Will Brown, it's his first time as a main game primary driver for the mm. 1000. He's been the co-driver the last few years. Anton for two years, Dave Reynolds last year, 15th last year with the Reynolds. So this is his fourth Bathurst 1000, but it's his first time as a main gamer. But I think he's got the right approach to all this. Yeah. He's not the kid that gets himself wound up so hard that he's going to run this race in his brain a million times. He's got that class. He, almost, he reminds me of a driver from the 60s or 70s mm. that's knockabout, that's – 
He's got a day job that comes and does the car racing, goes and sells some cars in the family business, flies his plane. It's just a knockabout sort of a bloke. And what you see is what, what you, you get. What you see is like what you get. It's, it's not, not an act. act. Yeah. No, not an act. And he switches on and goes hardcore race driving and he wins stuff. Hmm. It's just what he's done over his whole career. Yeah. So I can, I can see him in the shootout. I can see Jack Perkins delivering a really nice result for him when he gets in the car. Of course, yep. he was third with uh, James Courtney in 2019. Has been to every Bathurst 1000, Jack, since 1986 when he was a baby. Yes. Yeah. If he hasn't been racing, he's physically been yeah. there. So he's he's got to keep that streak alive this year. It's true. If he was able to keep it going last year, this year, yep. Well, he's one of the few people who keep going year, last year. He yeah. can do it any year. So yeah. great combo. Um, Tom Moore, the young engineer there who um, has now tasted success along with Will Brown with that win that they had at Sydney Motorsport Park. Bit of pole position action, knows yep. what an armoral check looks like. Knows how to hold off the two fastest form guys in the category. True. Under That's pressure. Always, always a handy thing to be able to do. Jack Perkins uh, has been around. How many starts has he got in the great race now? He's up to uh, this year's number 16, back from 2006 when he started alongside Shane Price in probably the shortest debut in Bathurst 1000 history. Yeah, there wouldn't be many that would be shorter than that. Not many, not many. But um, that result with James Courtney of third in 19 is is his best, but he's had three eighths as well. I mean, he's been he's settled into the co- uh, the co-driver role since... Well, remember, he was full-time in 14 in the Geldwing car. Made the shootout that year. He did. He and did. He's one of the and many drivers that could have won the race. Six. Yeah, yeah. should have finished that. Got a late race penalty for a – it was a um, pit departure yeah. issue. Remember, he became the primary driver for HRT's other car with Ingle mm. after James Courtney had been injured as well. So his experience now is really at a higher level. than It sort of crept up on us yeah. over time. He's ever-present, Jacko, now. Mm. So he could – he can do it all. He can farm – yeah. Drive, talk. So like he could go and potentially win Bathurst hmm. and talk about himself on his own TV show in seventh gear. Yeah. Um, publish his own book about it because we've taught him how to do books. Yeah. I think he's got all the angles covered here. It's true. He, as we have found out this year, he's quite the good sleuth too. Very good sleuth. Yeah. Uh, by the way, our Perkins Engineering Car History book is nearly all sold out from our stock. Yeah. At last count, 30 left in the office. At all? That's it, 30. Jeez. There, are, there is stock at the National Motor Racing Museum, so if you're at Bathurst this year, that's where you can get it from at the track. We won't have them for sale at the track. We're going to have our stock in the Repco uh, on-track store, so you can buy a bunch of our book range from there, but that's the one that you can't. So yeah. jump on the website, bookshop.v8sleuth.com.au. They're limited to 2,500 copies. They're all signed by Larry Perkins, individually numbered. Feedback's been awesome. Thanks, everyone, for supporting such a massive project. The next book in the series is coming soon. Yes. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Right, car 11. Anton Di Pasquale and Tony Delberto, Shell V Power Mustang. Anton, best result, ninth with Brody Kostecki last year, first time at Bathurst in a Ford and with Dick Johnson Racing. The famous number 11 knows how to get a checkered flag at Bathurst over the True. journey, albeit with a lion badge on the front. Tony Delberto, he's in that hitting zone, 17th great race start for Tony. He, uh, You know what? This feels Paul Umbrell to me. 
guy mm-hmm. who had a long main game career, who slugged away at it, who had great family support to keep him in there, didn't quite get the top-level results that others did get, but then settles into this co-driving phase of their career beautifully. He's safe. He's totally. probably the safest pair of hands just about there. So DJR slash DJR Penske have had him since 16, mm. and his results are 5th, 3rd, ninth, 21st, which was the De Bruce, De Bruce year out yep. of his control, yep. and 4th. What da- more do you want? Well, that's it. With the data analysis they would do at DJR Team Penske, they knew exactly what Tony was doing behind the wheel and what he was capable of, and as as his fellow co-driver that year in- 2016, Lou Gilden found out Penske won't keep you if they don't want to keep you. So, yeah, and he's been there right through. Yeah. And um, third with Fabian Coulthard in 2017, his only Bathurst podium result. Mm. I mean, the early part of his Bathurst career was DNFs. It was either DNF or finish. It was mm. non-finish, non-finish, sixth, DNF, tenth, DNF, ninth, DNF, 24th, DNF. A few top but tens in there. Exactly. And yeah. since then, though, 14th, 5th, 3rd, 9th, 21st, 4th. So he's got a finish going. Mm. So once he's gone into that co-driver role, he's done a beautiful job. So he's yeah. he's done some Super 2 at Sydney Motorsport Park with Egglestons yep. purely to get his eye in for Bathurst. Of course, he's done TCR a little bit earlier in the year with the Honda. Yep. Uh, they're in my five easily. Anton's in form. It was fast there in February. Yep. He crashed, but you got to be fast, mm. and everyone crashes at Bathurst at some point in time. And again, they've built on their – like. They're built on their experience. They've built on their setup all year. That car should be one of the fastest there come qualifying, come the shootout. Should be. Should be. Yeah, I can't see why it couldn't be. Mm. Um, there'll be those in the forward side of things that say that the Commodore's stronger there, that certain teams' Commodores are stronger there. But I reckon they've just come into the right phase of the year really nicely and car 11 is in my five without a question. Yeah, I, mm. I can't see how you could count it out of the five. Yeah. It's a pretty clear-cut thing. Um, Anton in his fourth start, by the way. Um, when he was the rookie in the shootout in 18, from my from my memory, that was the first Bathurst 1000 rookie to make it in the shootout since Max Wilson did it in 2002. So it's pretty rare that someone goes and turns that on. Was that a top delivers. 15 shootout that year as well? Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, yeah. 02. It was a 15. But I can't remember if he was in the actual yeah, but, yeah. 10 fastest cars or he was sort of scraped along with the 15, which- mm. One of the blights of Bathurst history, the top fifteen shootout. <laughs> yes, it's ten or nothing. Yeah, you agree? As, as we've all experienced with top fifteen shootouts in the last couple of years, no more. Thank you. <sighs> it's kind of like having a it's too much of a good thing. It's like having a series of a. It's like having eighteen teams in the AFL and letting twelve play in the finals. <laughs> like yes. seriously, you know, come yeah. on, now. serious, yeah. serious. Uh, car fourteen. It's the Cub Cadet Commodore. Try saying that ten times fast. I'd rather in the middle not. of commentary. You could get that really wrong. You really could. Todd Hazelwood and Australia's favourite Western Australian, Dean Fiore, behind the wheel. Um, Hang Fons. on, Daniel Ricciardo. Dean, Dean's lovely, but second favourite. Have you seen Fonz's hair? Seriously. <laughs> True. Way better than Dan's. Way better than Dan's. Um, Todd Hazelwood saying farewell to Brad Jones Racing. He's another part of the puzzle that's moving on at the end of the year. Uh, for Fiore, this is a move for him. He's been, mm. been with Team 18. He was with Caruso at Kelly Nissan for quite a few years there with a – actually, they were, they were together for five years. Yeah, it was a it was very long-running combo. Pretty long stint. Uh, last year, Fiori sixth with Scott Pye, equal best Bathurst result for uh, Dean. Doesn't race anything. I mm. can't remember the last thing he raced since Bathurst last year. I don't think he's raced anything. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? That always worries me, even yeah. if you get co-driver sessions and that sort of stuff. Todd Hazelwood, 
Best finisher 12th on debut when he co-drove with Tim Blanchard the first year. Mm. Uh, last year with Jordan Boyce, DNF, Boyce crashed on pit straight. Yeah. Jordan's not in the lineup this year. Been driving uh, Super 2 and a bit of S5000 as well. There was a mooted chat earlier in the year that Team Kiwi might run a wild card out of Brad Jones Racing and that Jordan Boyce might be part of that. But uh, another Team Kiwi wild card plan falls to the wayside in the lead-up to the race. Maybe next year. Yeah. You know what? If you have a look at the numbers, Todd Hazelwood's early part of this year was ropey, really mm. ropey, just could not get it going in terms of the numbers he was producing. Back half of the year, far better. His averages, have, his, his averages have come way back down. He's a regular runner in the top 10 more often. If Percat's in the 10, Hazelwood's right with him. Yeah. I reckon Hazelwood's with him. On pace? He's very strong. If they can nail the setup coming out of the gate and he can deliver a bit of consistency to go with that speed, then this car's this car should be in the ten. Could be. I, I think if 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 Perkett's in, in this one's not far away. Yeah. If he can stitch it together, um, for Todd, it's his fifth Bathurst one thousand, and, and as I, I think I might have mentioned it before, Fiori uh, is into his thirteenth. Unlucky for some, but very lucky for some. So. Don't go riding him off. Um, he's better in 10 9 the Fonz, hmm. when he drove with Troy Bayless in that Commodore when he started running his own team, Dean. So he's settled into that co-driver role for a long time now. He's not missed a year since then. He's been in the race in his own team um, with his own car, drove for LDM, then co-driving for Nissan with Caruso for a long time. Coming, not- coming from Western Australia and doing last year's race is an impressive feat. <laughs> doing this year's as well. Yeah. Um, in the United States of Australia, Western Australia, mm-hmm. uh, I hope Dino's got himself a pass to get back in. Otherwise, <laughs> we might have to all billet him for the next twelve months before <laughs> ten months before Bathurst next year to get him back in time. Next car in our lineup, Ford fans, they love this one. Seventeen Shell V Power Racing Team Mustang, the Davo brothers, Will and Alex. Of course, there was plenty of chat. Scott McLaughlin would be in the driver lineup somewhere for this team. It hasn't happened. I love the Alex Davison stat, and I want it to keep going. Before we talk about Will, let's talk about it Alex. It really feels like we tempt fate every time we but bring we this up. But we get away with it. Oh. 16 Bathurst 1000 starts for Alex Davison, 16 Bathurst 1000 finishes. He is 100% after 16 races. No one in the history of the race has started that many and brought it home every time. So you're telling me that he is going to make his 17th Bathurst 1000 start going for his 17th consecutive Bathurst 1000 finish. In car 17. Correct weight. That could be a good omen. Does that not feel like an <laughs> omen or feel what? Like it, yeah. Come on. Come on. And what happened the last time Will Davison drove car 17 at Bathurst? Went well, didn't it? They ended up on the podium. Correct. Yeah, they nearly won the race. Very nearly. Led mm. the race, Stevie J in the wet with, what, 10 laps to go. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Will Davison's been maligned. Horribly maligned. And for a bloke who is third in the championship, mm. you would think he was 13th in the championship <laughs> with some of the stuff that's been going on in the last couple of weeks about him. Mm. Red hot chance, he's in my five. Alex is a bit rusty, hasn't been doing much racing. He's done a bit of driving recently. He's done a lot of driving, though. <laughs> and I, I don't think you can take away that experience level. And he's formed good, solid support co-driver roles for other drivers in recent years. He finished 12th last year with Jonathan Webb in the Team Sydney car. He nearly finished in the top 10. Not many people would have rated that as a possibility. Oh, that's a valid point. It's easy to forget that um, 
that Alex has like a full season of main game experience from just last year when he drove for Team Sydney. Yeah, remember he jumped in when James Courtney jumped out. So, mm. um, so it's not like he lacks mile recent miles in supercars. Yeah, in t- different architecture overall. cars, all that yeah. sort of stuff. But he's been a pretty safe pair of hands. But if he ends up in a race against Tanda, against Lowndes, against Delberto, interested to see how that all unfolds. I think he could surprise a few people. You remember. You remember last year's race where Will Davison, the co-driver with Cam Waters, was leading the race and got passed by Van Gisbergen for the lead, mm. and that was the the pass for the win. Mm. It does present an interesting scenario of co-drivers needing to maintain track position to hand back to their main guys because with this generation of car, passing at Mount Panorama is not easy, yep. regardless of conditions. Good point. So um, it will be interesting to see how these guys who don't have heaps of recent like cut and thrust mm. racing door to door experience stuff. Yeah, how they go. Will Davison's starting his eighteenth Bathurst, so he's got Alex covered for one. They debuted the same year, two thousand four, but Alex has missed a year along the way. Two thousand sixteen he didn't have a drive uh in the race. This is the Ironically the year Will won. Yeah, this is the fifth time that they've paired up together. Mm. Uh but they finished fourth for Erebus in twenty fourteen in the Merc in that crazy last lap where Wing Cup ran out of juice and they nabbed him uh, on the run to the line. And if they do win, they will not be the first brothers to win the great race. And this is- uh, Often forgotten. Ma- mark this. Mm. Count the number of times, listeners, you read this written incorrectly in the mainstream media in the lead up to this year's race. I guarantee you'll see it in a paper somewhere about the Davisons trying to become the first brothers to win the Bathurst 1000. In the supercars era, yes. Mm. But in the Bathurst 1000, no. If no. someone says on the road- Yes, because the Brabham's won in 97 in the two-litre race. Don't start me if you argue that that's not a race. It is in the Bathurst 1000 history books. Yes. It was a Bathurst 1000, but they crossed, crossed the line second. Morrison Bed got booted, and the Brabham boys won the race. So the Davos could be the first to win it on the road. Hmm. Although, having said that, Will won one of his Bathursts without crossing the line first. <laughs> or leading a lap. Yes. Or led a lap. So yeah. the nuances of amazing great race history. Are they in your five? I don't know if they are. Have you squeezed them out? Five A, really? Yeah. Wow. The guy that's third in the championship. The guy that's third in the championship through consistency of and good performances, but consistency. <sighs> Got to be consistent to, to win Bathurst. Got to not wad up cars and crash them. And Try, be crazy. I'm the last person who would like to who wants to rule out car seventeen from being one of the five contenders. But you've given me a field of five. Yeah, can't fit it. It's six can't for you, it. maybe. Yeah. Okay. So we don't forget who yeah, are we're going to have five. to write these down because who are our five, there's a high chance I've actually miscounted here. <laughs> Is this your way of uh, fixing it up with Dave? Sorry, here that you've carved him out. Uh, I'll, I'll give you my five. Here are the five, and there are a few ones just on the fringe that could give them, you know, the way of the world going. It's Lowndes and Wing Cup, depending on which number they run. I'm presuming they run triple eight. By you the way, surely ninety-seven. The two shell cars and monster car. They're my five. I can't quite fit Mostert in. See, I want to, but I can't. See, this is where this is where we diverge. How, far, got, how many how many different on your um, scratchy here of numbers? I believe just one. It's the seventeen car. Yeah, and you've got twenty five in. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, good that we disagree on something. That's, yeah, that's good. Less so, good for <laughs> less good for the Davison brothers. Uh well, it's, we'll see. You never know. Two time winner Will Davison. Everyone overlooks that a little bit. Pole sitter in twenty twelve. Back with FPR runner up last year with. 
Cam Waters, and Alex was 12th last year with John O'Webb in the Team Sydney car. Number 18, Erwin Commodore, Team 18, Mark Winterbottom, Michael Caruso, a couple of Sydney blokes in this one. Uh, Frosty, uh, third start with the team at Bathurst. 2013 race winner, um, experience is high, 19th start for Frosty. Uh, Caruso reels in. He's in that co-driver experience level. He's up for his 16th start this year, so they're pretty well matched in terms of how long they've been around over the journey. Hmm. Last year, Frosty was with with James Golding, is what I was trying to say. Yes. Uh, They finished eighth. He was sixth with Stephen Richards the year before. So they've been sort of there or thereabouts on race day. 10th and 18th, though, in qualifying, had to fight his way through. They just it, – it, it makes me – I cannot understand how Mark Winterbottom's – I'll start all that again. I cannot understand, it surprises me, that Mark Winterbottom's 10th in the championship, in the top 10 in the championship, I mean. Yeah. Because no, has there been a standout race for him this year that you go, oh, yeah, he finished such and such there? I can't remember one. I can name you two. What? Top, two top fives at the Mount Panorama 500 in February. Mate, that was in February. Seriously. Yeah, but where are we going? Season. Where are we going? Yeah, but it's not the same. Anything, <laughs> and I'm I'm big on this, what happened in February? Nah. Nah. Doesn't really care for What happened here. in February? A DJR car was fast. Two DJR cars were fast. Two oh, AAA yeah, cars were fast. One five. AAA car they're was fast. Five. Oh, oh, the the yeah, yeah. Oh, they're they're in my five. I think there's a bit of correlation there. No, just because they're the, the best five cars going yeah. around. Well. So. I don't think it's a don't think it's a factor. Uh, eighteen winner bottom Caruso. What are they doing? Uh, can they run in the top five, top ten? I just they're I a top think- ten car. If they if they if they roll off the truck with speed, they're a top five car. I think a lot they're would have to go right for them to win the race. Speed. They're, they're they're not good qualifiers. The team eighteen cars. But now we're going a hard tire. Now we're going to a different ball game than mm. we've had in recent weeks. So. On on paper, they've got all the bits you need. Experienced two drivers, yes. Triple mm-hmm. eight gear yeah. with support, yes. Good um, crew behind them. Great crew. Yeah. Uh, Richard Holway, Phil Key, some smart dudes in there. Just not sure why it's not gelled bigger and better than it has. Or am I expecting too much? Well, I had to find back to February again, but Frosty made both shootouts. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll see, but. They might be our surprise springer, if that's a term. For for one half of this conversation, it'll be a surprise, yes. <laughs> oh, well, no, I won't be surprised, but they're just, they haven't done much to put them in among, they're not in the everyone's talking about category. No. No one's really no, talking about that's them. that's fair. That's fair. But that's they're definitely I mean. a combination that can do well. Can, could, and will are three different words with True. very different meanings. Uh, let's keep moving through the car by cars in our Repco Bathurst 1000 preview. Uh, number 19, Fabian Coulthard, Jonathan Webb, Team Sydney Commodore. It's going to be tough, Bathurst, for these guys. They just don't have any car speed in the dry. It's going to be rough. Yeah. Um, they, they need some rain. They need some a bit of a mixture of something to happen. Fabian can still steer. He hasn't forgotten what to do. But- That's it. Isn't it funny? We were just talking about a team with T8 components, a good good driver and smart crew, smart crew, and yet we're looking at two very different potential potential outcomes here. I get the feeling, and I, look, I, I must admit, I've not been at the rounds all this year, but I always get the feeling that Team Sydney's rebuilding every t- every second or third round. It, it just seems like there's a narrative around them that there's new crew or different crew, or it's one of those scenarios. If they ran top ten, 
that's a mega result for them. Oh, absolutely. Where they're at as a team right now. Absolutely. So, uh, Fabian fourth last year with Tony Delberto in his final appearance with uh, DJR Team Penske. Of course, Jonathan Webb's a winner with uh, Will Davison back in 2016. I always get the feeling with John O'Webb, though, that he just rolls on up every year in the last four or five years, and, oh, yeah, we'll see how we go. <laughs> He's just so, just totally like so relaxed about it yeah. all. There's, there seems to be no stress. Well, once you've won a Bathurst 1000 and a Bathurst 12-hour, I mean, what's there to be worried about? Winning it again? Yeah. I'd like to win it twice. I'd be greedy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> problems uh, problems that we will never have. No, this is, Number this one, is true. Yeah. Winning Bathurst. We've slightly aged out of the co-driver market. Just a smidgen. Yeah. Uh, 20, Scott Pye, DeWalt Commodore, James Golding swaps cars. So, he's mm. t- team 18 again this year, but he was with Frosty last year. Now, he's with Scotty Pye. Pye's becoming the reliable Bathurst result. Mm. Recent years, fifth, second, second, seventh, sixth. Every time he's finished the race, he's been no, he's been in the top 10. And he's done it with three different teams. Mm. Because the first of those results was a fifth in 16 with DJR Team Penske. Two runner-up results with Warren Luff for Walkinshaws. Uh, a seventh with Luff and then a sixth with Dean Fiore last year. Don't forget back in 2013, he got a top six with LDM. Yeah, that's right. And was running pretty well in 14 before the, the DJR car obliterated itself at Conrad mm. and let go and put him in the fence. So yeah. um, I just have a feeling this car's going to do more than car 18 at Bathurst this year. I'm not sure why. I just have a feeling that it's going to do a little bit more. It's fair. But, um, one of those things that time will tell. Scott Pye, uh, last time in the shootout was 2016. Oh, wow. Ninth. So, he's, his qualifying sense has been 20th, 18th, 14th, 12th. So, he's moving <laughs> closer to the shootout. So, well, he might just be able- He might just sneak in this year. True. And the 20th and the 18th resulted in second place finishes. Hey, if you could guarantee podium from there every time, you'd probably take uh, those starting spots. It's his 10th Bathurst 1000 this year. James Golding's been- Around the mark for a little while now. This is his sixth start mm. in the great race. He's had an eighth last year with Frosty and an eighth with Richard Musket back in 2018 with GRM. And he's been keeping busy with a bit of S5000. And, yeah, um, a bit of seat time. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a little bit off the radar now that he's not full-time and that he's not in a high-profile team. I don't think Team mm. 18's a high-profile team. But, um, you know, I think he's pro- probably formed himself as a solid pair of hands over the journey. Well, he's quick around Mount Panorama too. Looking back at that 2018 result with Richard Musket, he it was only he would have made the shootout. Bees but for didn't a, think um, cut out or something yeah, like that. Yeah, misfire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. he still ended up 12th. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty pretty solid for where those GRM cars were at that point of the thing. Yeah. Uh, second team Sydney car is car 22, the muscle car warehouse car of Gary Jacobson and Dylan O'Keefe. So Dylan drove last year for Kelly's. Uh, he's got the call up this year to team up with Gary. Uh, Gary's best is still an eighth from his debut with Jason Bright. Remember the mega Tickford car? And he was very strong in the wet that day. Mm, yep, 2017. Uh, last year, a non-finisher with David Russell. His results are going the wrong way in four mm. starts. Eighth, 11th, 19th DNF. Going the wrong way. You need to turn that around and get it flowing back the other way <laughs> for uh, for Gaz this year. But his form's not been too bad at Sydney Motorsport Park in recent times. He's been working with the dude, Paul Morris, a bit up at Norwell on some driving technique stuff. Dylan O'Keefe is, for a young guy, really experienced in a bunch of different cars. And oh, absolutely. TCR, Carrera Cup, supercars. Uh, he's done a little bit of everything in recent times. Um, I don't think they're going to threaten the shootout. I don't think they threaten the 10. Top 15 is a good run for those guys in the field of yeah. today, which is pretty competitive. They're on the fringe of the 10 on Sunday afternoon. They can be very happy. Yep, agree. Now, 
25, Chazzy Mostert and Lethal Lee Holdsworth. They are in your five cars that can win this race. They are. What is the thing that separates them from being outside the five? Because I just think that that combination is faster mm-hmm. overall. Far- the- faster than? Faster than Car 17, Will Davison, Alex Davison. Okay. As a main driver, as a co-driver, and they also don't have to deal with double stacking. Or it is unlikely oh, that the 25 oh, car will have to will deal with double stacking. Will gives Bryson Warren a bitch slap. No, it wasn't. Point taken and agreed. There's more chance of car 11 and 17 being together or similar or closer on the track based off the speed scenario of where they are in the race versus 2 and 25. Thank you for putting that much more eloquently than I just did. (laughs) Sorry, Bryce. Sorry, (laughs) Lovely. Left yourself way open there. Sorry, Davos again. Um, That's twice, David. Apologize (laughs) to the Davos. Let's go for three before we finish it. Um, Chas Mostert, of course, famously the winner in 2014, third last year with who else but Mr. Podium Warren Luff. Uh, ninth Bathurst 1000 for him this year, but eighth start because, of course, he, he missed one. Um, he was uh, helicoptered away from that one. Yes. Uh, you can see the remnants of that car, by the way, at the National Motor Racing Museum. There's a segue for a mm. plug for the museum. And it's got the vi- they've got the vision there on a screen behind it now yeah, as well. Yeah, they've changed the exhibition. So you can actually see it with kind of the extraction vision of, how that all went down. Uh, the guys at Supercars Media have given the museum guys some of that vision. Um, Lee Holdsworth, it's his 18th Bathurst 1000. That's crept he's, up. He's, he debuted in that same year that the Davo boys did, 2004, mm. um, and said last year he was seventh with Michael Caruso for Tickford. Fastest um, on Friday too. He was too. So this is the first time he falls into the co-driver role. He's been main game the whole way through or – he shared with his full-time teammate back in the mm. days when you could do that. Third in 2009 with Michael Caruso. Um, recent results, the 7th, the 9th, the 21st, and a few DNFs with the Charlie Schwerkoff team where they had a, a bunch of issues. Good solid pair of hands, match fit, race sharp, yep. point to prove. Good enough to get a main game drive, no yep. doubt about it. Um, and don't forget too. Been a long time since Walkinshaw's won this race. Yes. They've been regulars on the podium, uh, Luffy, but they haven't got the win. It's 2011. It's been on 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Um, having watched the Inside Line doco in recent times, mm-hmm. Bruce Stewart says the F-bomb a lot, doesn't he? Do you reckon he puts it on for the camera, though? It was the fact that a C-bomb made it through into the trailer that really shocked me. Did it really? You, yeah, you hear it in the background. Oh, wow. Yeah, Didn't yeah. know that. No, well, we well, yeah, don't condone that. Um, huh. Well, where are we? Uh, I, don't, I, I uh, would um, like to say I don't know if it was him or not, but um, there was definitely one set. Someone did. Yeah. Uh, imagine the Bruce Stewart let rip if they win. <laughs> God, yeah. stand back. Melbourne wins the premiership this year. That's enough oh. to send him Troppo. And then if Welcome to Andrew to United get Bathurst, He'll be on leave for three months for recovery. <laughs> uh, but so, okay, I, I'm, so I'm why you. did this why did this car not make your top five? Outright pace. Yeah. I think a 17 Shell Helix DJR Mustang at Bathurst is going to have a little bit more pace than a 25 Walker Jaw car. Okay. Bit based on February, bit based on history, bit based on gut feel, bit based on the Walkinshaw and Jetta United cars. They've got a they're inconsistently consistent. Or other way around, consistently. You know what I mean? Bathurst over history, pretty good. Consistently. Yeah. Quite good, I would, so they're, I would they're say. In my, they're in my mix, but you can't put everybody in the five. So. It's true. And plus, I like to be different to you. 
because if we're the same, boring. It's not fun. It's yeah. boring. But Red Hot Shot, that would be a popular win. It would be a very popular Mostert win. is a fan favourite. Lethal's a bloke who's been going there. If he goes and wins mm-hmm. at his 18th attempt, I think only Morris and maybe Yulden had more before they won. Yeah. Because I think Luke was up to about 18. Yeah. And Morris was about the same, maybe 20. So I think that would be a, a popular win in the industry and outside of the industry too. I think so. 26, Dave Reynolds, Luke Yulden, 2017 winners. A uh, few headlines written in recent times about <laughs> uh, these two blokes. Yeah. Um, of course, last year uh, Reynolds was with Will Brown, finished 15th for Erebus. Luke Yulden missed last year for the first time in 20 years. Yeah, he retired at the end of the previous campaign. He stepped campaign. out. Yep. He said, well, too hard basket. I'm not doing this anymore without driving other stuff. Then he started driving other stuff. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think it's been great that he's been back. And he's had those two rounds filling in for Dave. Manor from supercar heaven. Yeah. Two rounds of racing for a co-driver. Absolutely. Like, when would the last time you, Luke Yulden have been on a green tyre in a supercar? <laughs> Prior to the last century, yeah, yeah. last decade. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was the only two times he's qualified the car at Bathurst was six, uh, 2008 when he shared with Dean Canto. Mm. That's a long time ago. Yes. That's a yes. lot of sets of tyres he's used that weren't green since True. then. Yeah, the uh, co-driver tyres. Yeah, yeah. Were. And the first year when he drove with Christian Murchison, yes, Perkins in 2000. Is this car in the same pathway as the Heimgartner car from the same team I in think terms so. of what what we're expecting from? I them? think so. It's it's really just going to depend on how they roll out on, on the weekend. Like, And probably one of the other things that's worth noting is that with the way the practice schedule has changed this year to accommodate more categories, there's only two supercar sessions on Thursday and only one with a main driver in the car. So if you're out of the window early, it's going to be a lot harder to actually get the car back and chase the setup because you get, you've got less track time earlier in the week to do so before qualifying. And the other thing is you're coming off Four weekends of racing where you haven't used the tyre that you use at Bathurst. Yes. A whole pile, a little yeah. bit, but not a great deal. So uh, Dave Reynolds, 15th last year, as I mentioned, with Will Brown. Winner in 17, two-time pole sitter. Lots been said and written, but he's, he's there, there and back so, in the championship. Yeah. He ran it the last round at Sydney. I was thrilled for Luke Yulden to get to his 50th championship yeah, round that start. Was nice to see. At this rate, we thought it would take him to next year, but he's managed <laughs> to get there a bit faster than we thought he would. So- I'm not shocked if they're top six car at the end of the race, but I don't see them having the pace to be um, contending all day long and running at the front in every yeah. practice qualifying and, and that sort of thing. But that's what I love about Bathurst. You just don't know what you're going to get. Like, yeah, exactly. 34, the Kostecki, the flying Kostecki brothers, Jake and Kurt, <laughs> um, who get to drive together. Uh, DNF for Jake last two years, DNF for Kurt last year with Bryce Forward. They have not finished a Bathurst 1000. So- if they can finish this year, they both finish. So they True. both get a finish. So and they have they have although this is their first time co-driving in the Bathurst one thousand, they have co-driven with each other in a supercar at Bathurst. Where are you going with this, Will? Twenty seventeen Super Two non championship <laughs> race where you could have a co-driver, the two fifty K race. Yeah, which and they is, drove with each other. Yep, that counts. I'll tick the box huh? on that one. Uh Jake Kostecki last year DNF with Zane Goddard. Remember they were sharing the car, um, the super light program half hmm. the year with um, each driver, and he drove with Brody Kostecki, his cousin, remembering that Boost Mobile wildcard back in 2019. And nearly drove with Kurt, Kurt after <laughs> Paul Brody got gassed on the formation lap. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. With a helmet fan and the, yeah. 
delayed the race to the latest ever race start, which we will beat this year. Mm. 12.15 local time is the start time. A lot of people upset about that, but and a lot of people bang on about tradition. You know what? The only thing traditional about Bathurst is that it changes. Yeah, that's a Nothing pretty fair Nothing stayed thing. the same for, I mean, 10.30 was this time for a long time, 10 yeah. before that, 11. TV networks have a huge say in the sport because they spend a huge amount of money promoting and running and um, televising the sport. So I don't think it's hard to guess why they get a big say of trying to run the race into the news because don't forget, it sets up a whole evening's programming hmm. is how strong the lead-in programming is. So that's where this is all gauged around. So the cars are going faster. We're hitting pretty much six hours for the race if it runs with minimal safety cars. You know what? I'm not really wound up about that time. I think it's fine. If I was at home, there's some support races to keep me entertained. I don't have to get up as early as I used to when I was it's a true. kid. Yeah. And 12 o'clock lunchtime, he start, you know, it's and okay to have an ale, up. an ale. The barbie's fired up. It's lunchtime. Good to go. Yeah. Otherwise, you're sitting around waiting. Waiting, and then it's two hours into the race, and I want to have some lunch, but I can't because I don't want to leave the couch. Yeah. And you know, dilemmas. Yeah, there's dilemmas. Yeah, there's definitely upsides to this. You've presented them all. <laughs> oh, I'm all about the. Uh, I'm all about the upside. Uh, look, I don't see either of the Matt Stone cars being in the top fifteen in qualifying, but I can see them being there in the race if they have a nice run. Yeah, Zane Goddard. I want to mm. talk about Zane Goddard. Can we talk about Zane Goddard? Well, here's the next car. Okay, so, so let's talk let's- about Zane Goddard. 35, he and Jaden Ojeda has had a very good year, Zane Goddard. Mm. Probably hasn't been given enough credit for it, but he's been the pick of the Matt Stone cars, and he has done a really nice job on occasions putting that car in a place where I don't think it normally would have been. The second row of the grid in Tassie? Something like that too. Yeah. Several top 10 finishes over the course of the year. He has been quietly impressive, and it's sad that he won't be in a seat next year. Yeah, the way it's all shaping up. Uh, It could really give himself a good co-driver gig for next year if he performs solidly this year at Bathurst. It's true. People are looking. People swap seats. As you said at the start, two combinations from last year's race are the same this year. Yeah. It is merry-go-round central in seat swapping in supercars for enduros. So perform well, and supercar teams have very short memories. Generally, they forget the good work that you do way back when. Mm. You, You do it recently, right in their face. Good time to do it. So he's with Jaden Ojeda, who is not a rookie in the 1,000. No. He drove the wild card, remember, last year with GRM, with Tyler Everingham, finished 19th after a bit of a delayed run. It's going to be a bit of a Matt Stone racing fight between those two on which car. They're usually around it's the same It's going to be an interesting race, sheet, isn't it? They? There's yeah. not normally one light years ahead of the other one, and mm. I don't think that'll change. No, but it's going to be fascinating to see which of those two cars comes out ahead. Mm. I'm thinking 35, but yeah. you never, you yeah. never know. You never it's Bathurst. 39, super cheap auto, <laughs> triple eight, Commodore, wildcard. The kid and the enforcer, uh, Brock Feeney, rookie last year, finished 10th with James Courtney, Russell Ingle, um, not in the field since 2016. 26th Bathurst 1000 start for Russell, two-time winner. Uh, non-finisher last time there with Rick Kelly in 16. And, of course, drove the 12-hour in the BMW since then um, and crashed out. How much of this is Russell wanting to leave Bathurst the right way? Oh, surely there's a It was pretty hard to turn this down. Oh, if this was presented to you, you wouldn't say no. It's it's easy to knock- It would be easy to knock Ingle for, like, coming back for reasons, like, financial reasons or for just wanting to do it, but 
if anyone in his situation, you presented an opportunity to go to Bathurst in triple eight in a triple eight car run by triple eight with a fast young kid alongside him. He's thinking of twenty fourteen when Paul Morris won and plenty of testing and plenty of testing. Mm. And he's a co-driver. Totally, he just has to be the co-driver. Exactly, deliver he the car does. back in a in as straight as possible fashion he, as you can, as high up the field as you can. He doesn't have to qualify. Mm. He doesn't have to run the bulk of the laps. You might have to do more than you plan to with the way the safety cars fall. That's the, always the worry. Yes. But the fact is, he hasn't raced one of these since in five years. They've moved on since then. Brock Feeney. Shootout? Yep. I reckon. Yep. This car, I reckon. Yeah. The thing is, Brock's going to have more seat time in a supercar than anyone else this weekend in yeah. terms of being in, like, being in a car that's fast. Yep. And that's going to present an interesting issue because he'll there'll be a few sessions where he's going straight out of his Super 2 car where he's challenging for the champion or where he's leading the championship, yeah. trying to win the championship, and into the supercar. And one of those times is Friday afternoon qualifying where he'll have just done a Super 2 race. I have no problem with this kid doing that. A few no. other kids I'd be a bit nervous about them being able to do it. i got no worries with this kid doing it for that team. It's interesting, isn't it? Because he's essentially going to have, like, his brain entirely up to speed. Mm. It's, it's. It, I would not be shocked if this car's on the podium. That's a bold call, but I. Have, but I yeah. wouldn't be shocked. We we know what a triple eight ZB will do at Bathurst. They're mm. fast. It's true. The kids being confirmed to replace Jamie Winkup. They don't pick duds. No, they've seen the data. They've seen what he can do. All right, he doesn't have poles of Bathurst experience. Got the right approach. Yep. Uh, everything I've seen and heard from Brock is impressive. So this- deal with the pressure, deal with the expectation. So there's no question marks on Brock Feeney, the triple eight, the triple eight machinery, the triple eight crew, the fact that that car will not have to double stack at I any point the during the race. Thing. We talked about it earlier. Hmm. That's the big ticket that I really if if you're running twelfth and you've got a bunch of teams of two cars in front of you and there's a safety car and there's a stack and you come out fourth or fifth. Yeah. Oh, Hello. Yeah. And and this is this is one of those things that it's just the nature of how it is in the Supercast Championship because of the pit boom. So uh, the greatest thing for the Triple Eight wildcard to have happen in the lead up for this race is for the Erebus one to fall over. Yeah. Because okay, they'll have to staff it themselves. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. If you're the only one that's going to be served under that boom, and you don't have the distraction of having to work with another team. Nope. Or, so be, or wonder where that car is on the track and whether yep. it's going to impact your day. Yep. Total focus. So, where you were going before, I think I know where you were going. Yes. The um. So, the rate-limiting step in all of this is probably Russell Ingle. He, how he goes in that car will determine how this car performs overall on Sunday. Yep. Because, as we touched on earlier, it is very hard to pass in these cars. Even if you're a young gun like Brock Feeney, almost especially if you're a young gun like Brock Feeney, in in a main driver role for the first time in a car that speed-wise, when you look at how the other triple eight cars go, the other triple eight run triple eight cars go, should be fast enough to win the race. We're going to find out. He's talked a big game, Russell Ingle, though. He's talked a fair bit of stuff in the press in the lead up to this one. Hmm. So let's see if he and they can can back it up. Uh, you know what? I love it. I love the theatre of it. I love the chat of it. I love the expectation. Yeah. I love the guerrilla marketing attempt against the sponsor <laughs> of the race. There's a whole pile of storylines at play throughout this this entire thing. 
44, James Courtney, Tom Randall. He's probably my second pick, Tickford car, James Courtney, the Boost Mobile car. Uh, 10th last year with Brock Feeney. Yep. Uh, Tom Randall, 18th with Nick Perkett last year. Of course, he's going to be main game with Tickford next year. Uh, Courtney, third with Jack Perkins in 2019. Bathurst hasn't been that nice to him in the last few years. No. A few DNFs, um, some 13th place stuff. Of course, um, missed a year, 2015, with that yeah. injury from the helicopter at Sydney Motorsport Park and the um, the garage board that slammed into the ribs. Mm. But I, I like where they're at. I wouldn't be shocked if he's in the shootout. But no. I, don't got, I don't have them penciled in as the top Tickford car. It's the Waters car. But this one's my second Tickford car. Easily, yeah. clearly. Yeah, no, that's entirely fair. But I think a lot of things would have to fall their way for this car to win the race. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Um, Podium chance, maybe, if things go well. But, yeah, on outright pace, yeah, yeah, this yeah. car isn't one of the key contenders. No, no. But good, Strong solid, honest combo. Oh, totally. Strong good driving lineup, but, yeah. Uh, 96, Macaulay Jones, Chris Pither, Coke Commodore, Brad Jones Racing. Mac has had some decent runs this year. Yeah. It's been let down uh, DNFs this year more than anyone, seven, mm. over the course of the season. That's an equal record in the Car of the Future era for most DNFs in a Supercars Championship season. Not Going stat, for the record, Not a stat that they would want to be um, breaking the record for. Correct. Uh, last year, Macca 13th with Tim Blanchard. Chris was 16th uh, in the second team Sydney car with Steve Owen. Again, not a top 10 runner, not a top 10 contender, I don't feel. Top 15 is a good result for them. And if their day goes well, top 12. Well, you think back to last year, we touched on McCauley tangling with the um, team car of Jack Smith. McCauley was having a pretty reasonable run up until that point and a trouble-free day. That car would have been in the top 10. Mm, you never know what you might get. You never know. 97, we know what we're going to get. <laughs> we're going to get yes. Van Gisbergen and Tander. Uh, they start as the favourites yeah. for me. Supercars champion-elect, reigning Bathurst winner. Uh, Van Gisbergen yet to have a pole with, in fact, you know what, with Triple Eight, yet to qualify better than fourth at Bathurst, but hasn't worried him the last couple of years. First last year with Tanda, runner-up the year before to McLaughlin, runner-up with Prema in 2016. They're the favourites. I think they're totally. they're the favourites over the Triple Eight uh, sister car. It's funny, you, like when Shane went to Triple Eight, he was never known as an absolute consistent solid goal, put, bet your house on a qualifier. So, the numbers that he's actually done at Triple Eight are probably not all that surprising. Hasn't missed the Bathurst shootout uh, from 2011 onwards. Yes. Has been 5th, 3rd, 4th, 1st, 6th, 7th, 5th, 4th, 5th, 4th. I still remember that 2014 qualifying lap. That was loose. That was a very, very fast, very, very good lap. Pole for Techno, uh, as it were. Uh, This is uh, their third year together, he and Garth Tander. Tanda has been driving a microphone this year more than anything else, but he has done some racing in the first half of the year that yes. people have probably forgotten a little bit of with a bit of GT stuff. Um, safe pair of hands, probably the safest just about going around. He's been around. 1998 was his Bathurst debut, 24th mm. um, Bathurst 23rd start because he missed 2014 alongside Warren Luff. Not much more to say here. It's a no. gold-plated combo. They're a, they're a red-hot favourite. And you would back... Tander to hold track position over anyone in the field. Pretty much, yeah. Any co-driver and yep. probably most of the main drivers as yep. well. Yep, agreed. And that's what you need to do. And that's the strength of Red Bull. It's their driver lineups that yeah. are so solid with, you know, the, the good teams get the good drivers. Yeah. The, the, that's just the way it works in, in life. A co-driver that's every bit as good as a main driver. Not quite, but not far off. Yeah. Yeah. 
99, Brody Kostecki, David Russell. Mm. That was a bit of a turn-up for me when David Russell was announced as an Erebus driver at the start of the year. Um, drove with Gary Jacobson last year and didn't finish for Matt Stone. Drove Missed the year before, and in 18, he drove with Cam Waters in the Monster. Um, I went to say Mustang, but it was a Falcon, <laughs> Falcon back then. then. Um, Brody, ninth last year with Anton Di Pasquale, but probably better known for roughing up Jamie Winkup last yes, year's race. Yeah. Back when Brody was a co-driver as well. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, expectations and thoughts here. Will Brown's overshadowed Brody in the last few weeks. Mm. Can they? Be- I think they're about the same level going to Bathurst, though. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of experience there with David Russell, but would you think that maybe he's probably not going to be as strong a co-driver as Jack Perkins? I don't think that would be an unfair assessment in terms of seat time and experience at Bathurst. Well, David Russell going for his 12th start, so he's been around. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But this, when you look at the journey over the runs on the board, the cars he's driven, the teams he's driven for, outside of a run, Cam Waters in 2018 was not the Cam Waters that he is now. He was going places. Well, keeping in in mind that car was probably, that 2018 year was probably a shot at the podium. Mm. Or at least a top five and then got this taken is, out early in the race. So this Basically, is, his first lap out yeah, on track yeah, in the got, race. got nudged with the, the Mossett car. Yeah. Uh, this is probably his best, one of his two or three best opportunities, David Russell at Bathurst. Agreed. And Erebus car this year yeah. is, is a solid bit of kit. So, uh, they should be there or thereabouts. I reckon Brody's a shootout contender. I reckon he's a shootout contender. Yeah, totally agree. Can wheel a car. Can yes. get up on the wheel. And if you don't know why they call him Bush- <laughs> Have a listen to our Barry Ryan podcast that we recorded earlier in the year because the answer is quite entertaining. Yes. It probably wasn't at the time, but in the <laughs> aftermath, those stories are always funny, but maybe not yeah. quite the time. Uh, and, and rounding out the field, um, the Triple Eight car, which, by the way, as we record this, we haven't had it confirmed that Jamie Winkup and Craig Lowndes will be car Triple Eight, but it's such that the history of that team has been that they run the Triple Eight at Bathurst, regardless of if they're using it in the main championship or not. So. Let's call it Car Triple Eight for our historic purposes. Hmm. Wing Cup, final start, full-time main game driver. Last guy at Triple Eight to do that is co-driving with him and won the race. Please <laughs> yes. discuss. Well, you point back to- You look back at how he went in February here. He was anonymous. Like, it, he may as well not have been there. Hmm. But, as we saw at Sydney Motorsport Park, he is absolutely amped up to try and finish his full-time era as a driver with a win. Can I add something to your pot there, sir? Yes. And you can stir. If he did that to Van Gisbergen at Sydney mm. for a win at Sydney Motorsport Park, <laughs> can you imagine what he'd do to anyone at Bathurst? Yep. This is the place where he hasn't won since 2012. Yeah. Where he's found every way but any that Pretty have well, not been yeah. imagined before to not win that race. Every way but getting locked in his motorhome on Sunday morning. It's very Robbie Williams it film is. clips. Yeah. Uh, what was the character's name? Bob, Bob Williams. Bob Williams. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no real I'm, trick to I'm, it. I'm not going to sing the song, but no. it's a good film clip. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> they're they're obviously in the conversation of cards to beat. Can Lowndes match it with these other co-drivers? Is he hitting the co-driver cliff? He's had he's seat time on, this he's year. Short on seat time. Well, in this car, but he's done. Correct. I reckon Porsches help you. Well, there's a few drivers that will be very disappointed to hear that. I just don't reckon they do much for you. It gives so, you seat time. And it's gives seat you- time, I know, but it's and apples that's it. and oranges. It's keep- well, Better than nothing. Exactly. It keep- it gives you seat time in a race cart. Make sure you- makes sure your brain's up to speed and makes sure you understand, like, 
racing door to door with other cars and yeah. how to drive in close proximity to other cars. Again, it helps your decision making process when I don't you're think in the car. You would have forgotten. No, but it, sh- it stops the it stops the rust from forming. You can get some products to fix that. I'm not sponsored by any of them, so I won't plug them <laughs> at the moment. Not uh, yet. So, Jamie Winkup goes into his last Bathurst as a full-timer for his 20th Bathurst. He's only two retirements for his first and his last. Crashed out in 02, crashed out last year. That's interesting. In the middle, pretty good body of work. Roughly the same, like, 400 metres apart on the track, those two crashes happened too. Yes, good point. Now, another point for you. Mm-hmm. Car of the Future era hasn't won at Bathurst. How many podiums has Jamie Winkup got in the Car of the Future era at Bathurst? It's just one, isn't it? One. Second in 2013 at Winterbottom. Mm. And he tried hard to win. (laughs) Well, look at all the things that – but I'm a big believer in this. This is – so many people knock him for all the ones he's lost. They forgot the four he's won, (laughs) probably because three of them were with Lowndes, and they're sort of more deemed Lowndes wins. But you've got to present – you've got to be in that position. You've got to be in the opportunity to take advantage of being in the right spot at the right time to win the race. Yeah. So 2014, we all know what happened We know what happened there, but that was a chance. 15, he was cooked once that safety car came out and he was going to have to stack. Yeah. Everything that happened after that was kind of whatever. He was cooked. He was going down the field no matter what there. 16. Technically did take the checkered flag first. Not technically, did. Yeah. Did take the checkered flag first, didn't win the race. Penalised post-race. 17 with Paul Dumbrell. Um, they finished. They weren't really in the fight that day. No, they um, might have been towards the end, but they never got the chance because they had an. En- that's had the a, engine. Yeah, that's the, the engine. engine had gone, and they rolled out at the end to be classified, which and won those him the points title. Effectively, won in the championship. Yeah, eighteen. The wheel fell off. <laughs> Remember, that was Paul Dumbrell. The that, wheel wasn't. Which it? was the fact that they finished in the top ten that day, coming back from a lap down after having that happen. Pretty. That pretty, was a hell of a drive. Effort. That's yeah, largely unrewarded and unheralded. Twenty nineteen fourth, led late though, pitted. Yeah. And in hindsight, maybe didn't need to, given mm. what unfolded afterwards. Yep. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Exactly. Did. And then last year crashed. So, yes, the result hasn't been there, but the opportunity's there. And when yeah. you're in a triple eight car at Bathurst, you're always a red hot shot. You're yeah. always in, in the zone. Uh, Lounsey, can he win eight? Gee, you know what? If he won eight, oh, you got to go for nine, don't you? Well, you'd be crazy. He's lining up for his 28th start in the race. I think there's only about four drivers now with more Bathurst 1000 starts than CL. Yeah. One would, one would be Jim Richard, surely. Jim, Brock, Bond, Bruce Stewart, I think, as well. Or he might be just going past Bruce Stewart. I think he might be putting himself fourth on the list. Yeah. Different Bruce Stewart, by the way, from the Bruce Stewart at Walkinshaw and Andretti United. Worth yes, pointing that's that right. out. It's spelled the same. Yeah. Different bloke. Uh, Lowndes, he and Winkup, they won it three times together. Didn't finish last year. They've been together the last few years, of course. Great period he had with Steve Richards there with two wins as well. Oh, geez, if he could win eight. I thought after he won in 2018, that red-hot chance to equal Brock's nine, mm. I reckon he might end up a year short here somewhere because I'm interested now in next year. Yes. So if he could win eight, surely that's saying to your team, put me in one of the good cars again, don't farm me off to a wild card car. Yeah. And give me the best chance to go for nine. But then that they've still got the problem of having five drivers for four seats. Yes, that's true. But surely you could lure someone. Someone, if you've, let's just say, and we are going a bit left field here, mm. if you've got the plan in place already to run a wild card again next year, regardless of who's going to be steering it from your pool, yep. 
you'd be and you if you're out there in the co-driver market now and you're talking to some co-drivers about hey what are you doing next year how about you drive a triple eight car co-drive it's the third car but it's a triple eight car versus a lead car at some of the other teams i think you'd be getting people signing up for that triple eight car even maybe not quite knowing exactly which of those guys they might drive with yeah i think that's pretty fair so can lounge win nine he can win eight, but I've got to worry that he might yeah. run out of opportunities to get to nine. It Nevertheless, all depends that's on not be- begrudging eight being bloody good. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it would all depend on who the main driver is for that ninth time, for that attempt at nine. Well, let's wait and see. Let's yeah. deal with let's this year first. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. They are red hot shot, no doubt about it, as Wing Cup farewells Bathurst as a main gamer. And maybe it might be his last Bathurst 1000. He may decide next year that running the team's too big a mission and he decides not to drive. We'll wait and see. What a feeling, though. He'll have one more left in him. Yeah. I've got a feeling. I've got a- He'll want to at least have a go. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. But anyway, time will tell. If if nothing else, the last few races have shown he definitely definitely still has the desire to have a crack. Lemungrel is still in there, (laughs) no doubt. Um, That is our run-through of the car by cars. I hope that's given you a few stats and a few bit of insight. And uh, Some people probably disagree with some of our thoughts, but some people have agreed. But that's the beauty of life and following motor racing. We put the call out to some questions before we recorded our Repco Bathurst 1000 preview pod, and we got some. So let's bowl into them, Will. Sure. Um, Neil Bridgman started watching the race in 1970, hasn't missed a telecast, has never been to the race. Neil, we've got to find a way to get you there, mate. Yeah. But his question is, which makes had the most wins? Uh, is it Ford or Holden? Uh, it's Holden. Yes, comfortably Holden. Holden rack- racked up their 34th win. Mm. Last yep. year, and I think Ford's still in the 20s. I think they're on 20 from memory, yeah. off the top of my head. Scotty Williams, how many one-off liveries have won Bathurst? That's a very good question. I don't think there'd be too many. It's zero. Yeah. Because a few people pointed to the fact that the Spider-Man Kmart livery won Bathurst. Mm. Which definitely did, but Murph also won with it on the Gold Coast a couple of weeks later. And then it was run in Tasmania as well. So mm. not technically a one-off. A non-regular season livery, if yes. we were doing it that way, um, that would count, but not quite. So, yeah. yeah, one-off liveries, and I haven't really heard a sniff of anyone running a one-off livery. I think it's the last thing on people's brains for Bathurst this year with oh, this year, such yeah. a, a busy turnaround to get their cars ready for Bathurst. Yeah. I'm but, I'd sure- be, but I'd be impressed if someone bowled one out. That'd oh, be cool. yeah. I'm pretty sure Erebus in 2017, that livery stayed on the car at the very least for the following round of the Gold mm. Coast, even though it was fresh for Bathurst. I think in the days of the Kmart Spider-Man car, because I was back in the day the PR guy, mm. it kind of was deemed good luck. Just, just keep it on for the Gold Coast two weeks <laughs> later. Murph went and won the round, and everyone looked at one another and went, keep it on yep. again. Go to Tassie, Rick Kelly wins the first race, then lunches an engine after that. We all looked at one another and went, take it off. It's take time. It off. It's, it's gone. Time. It was gone for Eastern Creek. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Ebert. La- he knows we love good chassis stats. <laughs> How many Bathurst winning chassis are in the field for this year's race and which cars are they? Ooh, that is a good question. So, last year's winning car is in the field, is it not? It is 97 last year. Yep. Is 97 this year. Same chassis. And that'd be it. That's it. Yep. Short answer. Yeah. Quick answer. Yeah. Easy answer. Uh, because the DJR Mustangs are brand new. Yes. And remember and- that the Scott McLaughlin Bathurst winning car was- um, Totaled or- Car written off for um written off for racing purposes. Yes, yeah. it's being rebuilt, being being rebuilt at Pace Innovations uh, to go in the Penske collection, and of course, 2018 Lounsey's cars in a private collection. 2017 uh, Erebus car was crashed by Anton uh, when the throttle jammed yep. a couple of years ago. 
long-term plan to restore that. Um, techno winning car. I mean, we're back in the VFs now, aren't we? So, yeah. Yep, one is the, the answer. Andrew Walker, which race had the most laps under the safety car and how many and what sort of distance would that be? It's a very good question. And I believe the answer is from the 2006 race. Yep. 45? 45 affected laps. Now, we yeah. count them as affected laps, so the lap that the safety car goes out on, yep. that the leader is on, at no matter what point of the track they're on, that's the lap that we start counting it as an affected lap. So that's the way we do the numbers. So 45 laps, 6.213 kilometre racetrack. It's a big chunk. It's a fair, It's about a quarter of the race. It's uh, 279.58 kilometres. It's a fair distance Just on over a quarter. Car. Yeah. It was a long day that day. It was. Definitely, definitely. But not the most number of safety car periods to happen in a race. Which was? In 2000. I think it was um, 13. 13. 13! Yeah. Yes. Do you know what that's about? Yeah, it's a lottery ad, is it not? No. It's Buddy Franklin kicking 13 against North Melbourne in Tassie. Anthony uh, no Hudson. wonder I repressed that. Oh, come on. You're an AFL man. We're going we're gonna to make you follow AFL football one day. I have a kangaroo's Guernsey at home. Leave me alone. <laughs> Go on. That's, we will leave you alone. Yeah. Um, more questions. Yes. Alan Smallwood. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. Who's got the most amount of Bathurst starts without a top 10 finish? That is a good one. Mm. Um, I'm going to assume it's probably someone who was in a class car for the bulk of their time yeah, yeah, or a privateer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, one and the same, both. Um, Dillman Cotter. Pick one. One of them. I was going to say the bearded one, but- uh, You'd be wrong. Yeah. Peter Dillman. Who was bearded at one point. At one point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, class winner- Peter Dorman in 1989 and again in 1993. Mm. Uh, 13th overall was his best result, and he had 15 starts in the race. And, of course, he did drive V8s later on, but once the field expanded, it got pretty competitive. Uh, was top privateer qualifier in 97, yes. the Primus 1000 Classic. Um, in the supercars era, uh, Anthony Trapp had 10 starts with the best of 12th, and David Walls had nine with the best of 13th. Which could change this, this year. Could. Yep, he's got a he's chance. in the field. He's got a chance. You've got to be in it to win it or to change your numbers. Todd Beckman, we kind of covered this before. Which grid position has won the most Bathurst 1000s? Because this is a little bit polluted. Yes. <laughs> so it's pole. It's yeah. pole positions won the most times. It's 11 times officially and 12 technically if you count the McLaughlin year. Yeah. But second place has won 11 times. Yes. So you don't have to be first to win. Uh, last time the second place car won? 2017? Correct. Reynolds and uh, Lukey Yildon. It's the lap of the mountain goat, yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Never brought out a T-shirt on that one. Probably yeah. uh, probably there's a bit of merch just waiting to happen. Uh, Angus Cook, is this the first time in championship history that a track has hosted the first and last round of a championship? Surely. Surely it is. It is. Yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> it's one of those ones that makes you go, I'm 99.999999% yeah. sure, and then yes, it's it, right. Correct. It's correct. It's correct. Jordan Northcote, this is a good one. Mm. What car number has the most race starts at Bathurst, not including number one? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, the obvious the obvious go-to would be number two. Have you bloody read this question sheet? Well, it just seems logical. It's like, logical yeah. and it's correct. Number two, 57 times in the great race since 1963. The only times car two's not been in the field, mm. 1997 V8 race. Because huh. remember oh, that Gibson, Gibson Mark yes. Scaife left and then they were in the wins car, so they were yep. 45 that year. 
2014, Tanner and Luff didn't start the race mm. because the car was crashed. Yep. And 2017, because the Scott Pye Warren Luff car ran the retro oh, livery two. of the 94 yes. livery, so they ran the 02, not the 0. Um, they ran the 02, not the 2. Because of 05 slash 015. Yes. Yes. Jeez, that just confused me to finish me right off. Plenty uh, of numbers. <laughs> number three has been in it 56 times. Number 17 has been in it 55 times. Not all with DJI or D- No, no. A lot of the time, but yeah. not all the time. Uh, number one has been in it 47 times. So it's not high up the list. It's actually a bit further down. Hmm. Two times, number zero two has been run. <laughs> the Pi year. Yes. And the Rick Kelly. Yeah. Young Lions EA Top Sports five Car. With um, Nathan Pretty. Yeah. Finished fourth. Yeah. There you go. That's a good one. And I think Damien um, is question of what's the highest outright position a wildcast finished. We answered it earlier. 10th. Yes. 2013 uh, Xbox car driven by TS Ekstrom and Andy Prio. Just keeping you on your toes. Nice work. Nice work. Um, we've gone through the order. We've answered some questions. Thanks, everyone, for sending them in. Uh, this has been our Repco Bathurst 1000 preview podcast. We've run the ruler over the combinations for the race. You pick your favourites. Use a bit of informed opinion. Used a bit of, you know, the vibe, Marbo, the constitution to take your pick for this year's race. We're just excited that we're going to be able to be there and not watch it on TV this year. For those who are watching on at home, enjoy the race. Uh, For those who will be there, if you see us getting around, say g'day. Uh, If you're in Merch Alley, go to the Repco shop. We've got our book range there as well. Our new 90s Bathurst book is out now. Uh, The Museum, Thursday night. It's our night with Steve Richards and Jack Perkins. Book your tickets online now. Don't miss out. They're limited. And a big thank you, too, to uh, the team at the National Motor Racing Museum who have continued to support us. We've supported them. We're going to be back inside there and having a wander around. Definitely make sure you do if you're up there over the course of the race weekend. And a big thank you, too, to the motorsporttrader.com who continue to support the podcast. They keep your motorsport memories alive with all sorts of memorabilia. Jump on their website. There will be something cool with a bit of, bit of Bathurst flavour for anyone to add to their collection. So that is it. We are done. You packed your bag? Are you ready to go? Getting there. You do have to pack a big bag for that because yeah. you never know no. what you're going to get. It's the box of chocolates of yes. the Supercars Championship. Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, more pods coming during Bathurst Race Week. Jim Richards in the week after. And, of course, don't forget to the Castrol Motorsport News Podcast. Andrew Van Leeuwen and Stefan Bartholomew out of the blocks very well in the last few weeks. Uh, great listenership building on that one for motorsport news of all sorts, not just supercars, but plenty of Formula 1 and MotoGP World Rally Championship. There's plenty. Have a listen to that one every week. It usually drops on a Tuesday, sometimes on a Thursday, but if you subscribe, it won't matter. You'll get told when it drops. Anyway, that's us done. Hope you've enjoyed the app. We'll chat to you next week from the mountain for the Repco Bathurst 1000. Supercars in Sydney, racing all weekend long. Panasonic Air Conditioning, Sydney Super Night, 19 to 21 July. Now a ticket app. Supercars, unforgettable.